Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. This is Motor Racing Network Classics, presented by MRN. The National 500 from Charlotte Motor Speedway in North Carolina. The National 500 NASCAR Grand National Race is a presentation of Motor Racing Network and is brought to you in part by STP, makers of fine automotive products. Your host for the National 500, Ken Squire. On a beautiful, warm day, over 60,000 people have gathered at the Charlotte Motor Speedway in North Carolina to see the most competitive automobile racing in the world. It looks like a record-breaking crowd that may exceed 75,000 before this afternoon is over. Today, there's $100 for every lap led. The intensity of competition in the front row is expected to be exceeded by nothing before in the history of NASCAR. That front row dice that puts Pearson up against Cayley Arborough, his old adversary, when they bear down and turn number one at 150 miles per hour, will be only exceeded by that battle between Bobby Allison and Richard Petty in the second row. And ladies and gentlemen, here is your starting lineup for the National 500 here at the Charlotte Motor Speedway in North Carolina today. In the 41st position, and note we have an additional starter, 41, Reason Bean, Glotzback, Pole Sitter, winner of $1,000. His car was found to be a little overly competitive. The restrictor plate had been considerably amended. In fact, it was one of the finest machine jobs that NASCAR says they've ever discovered. The car was declared illegal yesterday. The plate was removed. They fined the car $500. They took away the $1,000 for winning the poll, made him requalify. He's going to have to start 36 in the field instead of up in front. And so his chance of picking up those $100 a lap prizes will be somewhat curtailed today. But he's in the field, and he is running, and there are now 41 cars on the field. So, the 41st position is Dean Dalton of Asheville, North Carolina, the Belden Asphalt Mercury car. The 40th position will be Wendell Scott, Danville, Virginia, his first time back since that bitter crash at Talladega, Alabama, which hospitalized him for, through much of the summer. He'll be driving the Kmart Dodge today, Scott. In the 39th position is Almo Langley, Charlotte, North Carolina, the Langley Racing Ford. In the 38th position from Bristol, Illinois, is Eddie Bond in car number zero, a Dodge. The 37th position, car number 70, J.D. McDuffie, Sanford, North Carolina, in a Chevrolet. In the 36th position, car number 28, that's the pylon wiper blade car, the driver from Georgetown, Indiana, charging Charlie Glotzbach. In the 35th position, from East Point, Georgia, the Black Mark Plymouth, with Jimmy Crawford aboard, number 22. Running 34th on the field, car number 19, from Rome, Georgia, the Clark Equipment Company, Mercury of Henley Gray. In the 33rd position, from Norfolk, Virginia, the Powell Auto Parts Mercury Automobile, Bill Champion, 51-year-old elder statesman of Grand National Racing. In the 32nd position, car number 89 from Point Charlotte, Florida, in the Hopper Cruise Mercury Automobile, Johnny Barnes. 
In the 31st position from Nashville, Tennessee, a Chevrolet, number 05 for David Sisko. Running 30th on the field, former Grand American champion of NASCAR in the Hilton Engineering Ford from Siler City, North Carolina, number 98, Wayne Andrews. In the 29th position, car number 32 from Spartanburg, South Carolina, winner of the Talladega 500 this year, the champion Motorhomes Dodge of Dick Brooks. The 28th position as we wait for the command to fire the engines, car number 06, the Howard Furniture Dodge of Charlotte, North Carolina, Neil Castles. 27th position from Golden Valley, Minnesota, the Pizza Hut's Dodge of Joe Frisson. The command to fire the cars may be coming at any moment. In the 26th position, car number 96. Car number 96, the L.C. Newton Trucking Chevrolet from Winston-Salem, Richard Childress. The 27th position, the Sonny King Ford, and the driver from Anniston, Alabama, in number 77, Charlie Roberts. The 24th position, car number 14 from Columbia, Tennessee, in the Cunningham Kelly Chevrolet Cuckoo Marlin. The 23rd position, car number 44, Richard Brown of Claremont, North Carolina, the Brown Brothers Chevrolet. The 22nd position, car number 30 from Houston, Texas, in the Texalese Corporation Mercury Automobile, Walter Ballard. The 21st position, Yole Tavern Ford from Chapel Hill, North Carolina, Ray Williams, number 47. 20th position, the American Motors Factory Team Matador from Wausau, Wisconsin, Dave Marcus. In the 19th position, car number 49, the Camcraft Dodge Automobile from Bluff City, Tennessee, G.C. Spencer. There's the command to fire the engines. And 41 automobiles breathe life once again. Thundering at Charlotte, North Carolina, the NASCAR Grand National Racing is about to get underway. As the field continues to move out here at Charlotte, North Carolina for the National 500. Looking at the 18th starting position, car number 79 from Harrisburg, North Carolina, Frank Warren, the Henson Construction Dodge. 17th position, car number 90, Harry Gant of Taylorsville, North Carolina, the Truxmore Equipment Mercury. In the 16th position, number 83, Paul Tyler of Charlotte, North Carolina, the Smithville Farms Mercury. The 15th position, an outstanding sportsman driver, currently rated third in the nation, L.D. Ottinger of Newport, Tennessee, the Lonesome Pine Speedway Chevrolet. In the 14th starting position from Charlotte, North Carolina, the Bradford Enterprises Dodge of Jim Vandiver. Starting 13th on the field. On the inside of row 7 is Buddy Arrington from Martinsville, Virginia, the Cherokee Construction Plymouth. In the 12th position, as the entire field rumbles down pit road and is underway, in the 12th starting position, car number 54, one of the outstanding candidates of NASCAR for Rookie of the Year from Petersburg, Virginia, the master sales Chevrolet of Lenny Pond. In the 11th starting position from Horseshoe, North Carolina, it's Cecil Gordon in a Chevrolet. The 10th position from Inman, South Carolina, the Scott Motors Chevrolet of James Hilton. Then starting ninth, car number 38, who turned some tremendous laps with his brother yesterday, Donnie Allison of Hueytown, Alabama, the Dygard Chevrolet. Starting eighth, as there's two laps before they'll settle down and go racing in the National 500. From Wisconsin Rapids, Wisconsin, the A&W Root Beer Chevrolet of Dick Trickle, number one. This is the outstanding sportsman runner that won 67 features one year ago. Outdoor care to home and auto repair. 
do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com. Here comes your field out of turn number four. The Pontiac safety car ready to pull out of pit road. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the most exciting races in the motorsports world is about to have the green unfurled by John Bruner Jr. The National 500 at the Charlotte Motor Speedway is 500, 400, 300, 200, 100. They are underway. Yarborough jumps out in front of the car care Chevrolet as they scream into turn one. And Dale Yarborough in the lead in turn one. Richard Petty High on the outside. In second place, David Pearson on the inside, closing up and getting a bender up in front of Petty. Down to turn three. Down the back stretch, Cale Yarborough barrels into turn number three. Yarborough showing the way in the car care Chevy. On the outside is Richard Petty dueling with David Pearson for the number two position. Cale way out front now, perhaps 10, 12 car lengths. Pearson moves to the second spot. Petty by third, Allison fourth, and Darrell Walsh in fifth as they cross the start finish line. At the end of lap number one, Cale Yarborough has $100 as they stream down to that first turn. It is... Cale Yarborough pulling out in front by seven car lengths in that Chevrolet. And it's still Cale Yarborough by seven. David Pearson closing up in second. Richard Petty now in third. Coming fourth, Darrell Waltrip fifth. Buddy Baker closing up to turn three. Surprisingly, the automobiles are beginning to string out a little bit. It's Cale has perhaps an eight and nine car separation between Pearson, the second place runner, and just about the same separation between he and Richard Petty. Cale off turn four. Pearson rides second, Petty third. Buddy Baker has moved into fourth. Waltrip rides fifth. This comes Bobby Allison. Allison in fifth, it's Donnie Allison sixth, Benny Parsons is in seventh, Dick Trickle is in eighth, Cecil Gordon runs in ninth at the end of two laps. And still showing the way, Cale Jarber, but David Pearson gaining ground now, five laps down, Richard Petty about six star lengths behind him in third, in fourth, Buddy Baker closing on Petty. Turn three and still Cale Yarborough leading the way. Pearson riding second. Petty is now third. Baker is still fourth. George Kroskoff told me this morning to watch Baker today because he is going to go. Right now it's Cale Yarborough out of turn four. Pearson second. Petty still third. Baker fourth. And they begin to close the gap a little bit among the front five. As they come across the line, Allison runs in six, and what a slingshot coming down and going into turn number one. Rip roaring up on the inside. It is Buddy Baker and Betty almost rubbing fenders in turn two. And the candy apple red number 21 of David Pearson closing up ever closer now to Cale Yarborough, right up on his tail into three. Battle beginning to shape up for the number one position. Cale Yarborough now has on his tail David Pearson less than a car length back. They're in turn three as they move around James Thomas. Out of the turn, Cale right out to the wall. Pearson just a car length behind. Baker still third, Pearson riding fourth. As they come across the line, they are overlapping number 25, Roy Maines Automobile. Down at the turn number one, that lead car is car number 11, Cale Yarborough. But hanging right in there is David Pearson, just three car lengths back in that beautiful maroon, white, and gold Mercury. Buddy Baker has taken over in third. Richard Petty is fourth. It's Darrell Waltrip riding fifth, going sixth is Bobby Allison. In seventh is his brother, Donnie Allison. Then in the eighth position is Benny Parsons running ninth is Cecil Gordon. Dropping back to 10th is Dick Trickle, and 11th is L.D. Ottinger, and 12th is Lenny Pond. Lenny Pond now running in 12th as they come around to complete five laps. The 13th position belongs to car number 48, James Hilton. The 14th position to car number 28. That is the Haas Ellington car. And ripping up through traffic comes charging Charlie Glotzbach. 
Squire with you here at the National 500 from Charlotte, North Carolina. Our first retiree, Wayne Andrews, out of lap number seven. His car going back to the garage area. He had engine problems yesterday, swapped motors late yesterday. He is now out of the race, Wayne Andrews. Meanwhile, leading the event, present time, it continues to be Cale Yarborough at $100 per lap with David Pearson right behind him. Trailing a plume of smoke. David Sisko of Nashville, Tennessee, brings car number 05 onto pit road. He's an early pit man today, not anticipated to be in anywhere near that early. At only 10 laps, the hood comes up, and there's plenty of smoke fuming out from under. Car number 05, David Sisko. Could be an early day for him. One retiree officially from the race, and that was the automobile of Wayne Andrews from Siler City, North Carolina. Marvin Panch. Something I'd like to add, uh, as you remember, Bobby Allison spun on a second lap of qualifying and a flat spotted his tires. NASCAR let him replace the two worst ones, but his right rear still has a little flat spot on, so this should be bothering Bobby along about now. We're just going to have to watch and see what happens. Like an out-of-balance tire, and be hopping a little bit. Car number 28, Glotz back. Recall now, he started way back on the field. It just moved around Benny Parsons, and he'll be up there challenging for the top five positions very shortly at the rate he is overhauling automobiles here at Charlotte, North Carolina today. We're now following the leader in turn number four, pressed right up against the outside wall is Cale Yarborough, lapping automobiles as he comes down to complete lap number 12. Cale Yarborough in front, David Pearson in second, door-to-door. Baker on the inside, Petty on the outside for third spot. Then running in the fifth position is Bobby Allison as they go into turn one. Leading is Kaylee Arborough at $100 a lap. So far today, he's earned $1,400 in just the early going, Marvin Pants. He, he sure has, but Buddy Baker's got other ideas. You know, he finally got by uh, Pearson, and he's leaving Petty just a little bit. And it seems we're going to be checking him here and see if he's closing on Kale or not. Third is Petty. Fourth now Pearson. Fifth, Allison. Sixth, Darrell Waltrip. Running in seventh. And moving up is Charlie Glotzbach. Glotzbach running in seventh as he goes into the first turn, and he has a man drafting him tight. That's Donnie Allison going in eighth position now. As for 16 laps into the race, 500 miles the distance today. They've already covered 24 miles. Another car coming out of pit road, and this looks to be car number 48, James Hilton pitting as L.D. Ottinger's number 02 comes back on the attack in this $166,000 National 500 stock car race at Charlotte, North Carolina. About ready to overlap Charlie Roberts' car number 28. That's the pylon wiper blade car with Watchback from Georgetown, Indiana charging Charlie, still doing just exactly that. We're checking the interval between first and second place as Cale Yarborough and the Car Care Chevrolet has a three and two tenths second advantage over second place runner Buddy Baker in the K&K Dodge. Chevrolet leading Dodge running second and third as they come across the line. Running in fourth is number 21. It's Pearson. Fifth is Bobby Allison and sixth is the rookie Darrell Waltrip. In seventh and closing ground Charlie Glotzbach. Eighth is Donnie Allison and moving in ninth position is Benny Parsons at the present time. Tenth position is Dick Trickle's car number one. That's another of the junior Johnson cars that's been prepared for this young gentleman from Wisconsin Rapids, Wisconsin. I believe his first appearance ever in Grand National Racing and it's a good one. Let's check the interval again as the field moves by to complete 18 laps this time between first and second place. Cale Yarborough's Chevrolet in front. The second place automobile has trimmed it down. It's three and 
one-tenth seconds between first and second. It was three and two-tenths seconds. And nipping away at Cale Yarborough is Charlotte, North Carolinian Buddy Baker. Kyle Larson brings his Chevy four tires to Noco Racing Fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's back here for Ryan Blaney, four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. 20-lap rundown, upcoming shortly. The 10-lap speed for the first 10 laps of competition, 15 miles, was 156.521 miles per hour. And the, now with correction, we have a new record. The speed was 157.434, and the old record was 156.521 by Bobby Isaac in 1972, who will be joining us on this broadcast a little later. To give you an idea of how fast Cale's running, Ken, his first lap, as you know, they start to race about 70, 75 miles an hour. His first lap was 150 miles an hour with that slow start, and he's been running at qualifying speeds ever since. You folks listening wonder about Marvin's voice. I think he shouted himself hoarse yesterday. We had oh, and turn number three, Richard Petty almost lost that automobile. That STP Dodge was at a 45-degree angle to the outside guardrail for just a split second. Petty gets it under control and comes on down in front of the tower. Back to you, Ken Squire. We had a tremendously exciting sportsman race on this track yesterday that Bobby Allison won and Marvin Patch's son Richie was right up in the first four when an engine unhinged on him, and he was really running well. I think old Marvin was, was running first when the engine came off. And uh, darn near lost your voice, didn't you, Marvin? No, I lost my voice before that, but that didn't <laughs> help any yesterday. Well, right now, here's another one that will have people screaming. Out in front is the screaming car number 11, the car care Chevrolet, coming by with Kaylee Arbor. And here comes the battle for second place. Three cars all tucked in together. Richard Petty is now in second. Buddy Baker is running third. David Pearson is fourth. Waltrip has moved around Bobby Allison and taken fifth. Darrell Waltrip in the state power car moves into fifth. But the battle is for second position. Richard Petty at number 43, wheeling down the back stretch, wide open with Buddy Baker, cramming that Dodge right up against his rear bumper. And number 21, David Pearson holding now the fourth position in a three-car draft as they move to Barney Hall in turn four. Betty swings to the outside. They're having to work slower traffic right now, but tucked in very tightly are two automobiles right on his tail, Buddy Baker and David Pearson. Betty down across the start finish line. Complete 24 laps and the interval between first and second place. Kaylee Arborough is opening up the lead. It's five and two tenths seconds between first and second position as Kaylee Arborough continues to dominate the early part of the National 500. Kaylee Arborough pulling away from the remainder of the field, although they are locked up in a draft. Yarborough dodging, darting, diving through traffic continues to maintain the front position. Here he is completing lap number 26, brings the mileage factor to 39 complete out of 500 miles today. And lap after lap, Kaylee Arborough has now earned $2,500 since the race began as he refuses to relinquish first place to anyone. Not a caution thus far. 25 laps down. That battle for second place is a dandy. Petty in second spot with Buddy Baker maintaining third. David Pearson in fourth and Darrell Waltrip with a 351 cubic inch power plant of the Bud Moore car maintaining a strong fit. Bobby Allison is going six 
at the present time. Allison won yesterday in just a tremendous sportsman race that sold well over 30,000 tickets here at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. A tremendous crowd on a football day in North Carolina. Saw a great NASCAR sportsman event and saw Bobby Allison, who was just about the king of the short tracks, work it out in his favor yesterday afternoon over 300 miles. It was a $50,000 race yesterday here for the sportsman cars of NASCAR. Front runner, Cale Yarborough, is working on almost a six-second advantage now, and he's overlapping James Hilton. Hilton has been in the pits twice, under green in the early going. In the 27 laps down, and still, Cale Yarborough is just amazing, Mark. It sure is. I was watching Cale. When he comes up on slower traffic, Ken, and uh, catches him in the corner, he doesn't even slow down. He just uh, kind of slingshots between them and the guardrail and just keeps it coming, where the second, third, fourth place cars are a little more cautious getting around the cars. Cale's car's handling that well that he can just go anywhere on the racetrack. Cale is overlapping. Numbers 31 and 32, respectively. Jim Vandiver in the blue and gold automobile. And number 32, the Talladega winner, Richard Brooks, are being overlapped by car number Number 11, the Junior Johnson car. In the fifth, I have Richard Brown, who started the race, who is uh, out of his car now. Richard, what happened? Charlie, I didn't start the car at the last minute. He didn't agree uh, yesterday. He had trouble with his uh, car and couldn't make the race. And he's high in the national point standings, and he asked to start my car, and we decided this morning to let him start it, and uh, he's doing a real good job with it. And uh, I'd just like to say that Bob's uh, Mobile Homes is sponsoring the car for this race and for Rockingham in two weeks. But I'll be in the car at probably about 200 miles. He's going to drive about 200 miles so he can get the national points. And uh, I'm not involved in the point battle, so this will help him out. And also, uh, it'll be I'll be fresh when I get in the car, I hope. Okay, Richard Brown, a great sportsman-like gesture on his part. Back to the tower. That'll keep Ed Negree, the Missouri driver, right up in those point standings, which are so important to these drivers. That extra, we have a caution flag. First caution flag of the day is now being exercised here in the National 500. As we come to the 30-lap rundown, we have our first caution period of the day. Yellow is on the track. We'll give you a reason for it in just a moment. Let's go down to Barney Hall in turns three and four. Again, everything looks clear up here. We see no problem. There's a little smoke coming from one of the automobiles a moment ago in turn three. Possibly could have dumped some oil or maybe a piece of metal on the track, but we see nothing here at this time. Back to the tower. We'll have a report for you momentarily as to why they have brought out the caution flag at lap number 31 with Cale Yarborough in front. Now let's see who will take opportunity here to get into the pits. Cale is coming in right now. Just here comes the, the leader. Now pit road. 46 and a half miles are by, and Cale Yarborough, the leader, pulls out of pit road. Here comes Richard Petty, Cuckoo Marlin, David Pearson, Buddy Baker, and Darrell Waltrip, all pitting their automobiles. Bobby Allison now pulling on pit road. So the big contingent is all here on pit road momentarily. The leaders all dropping in at lap 31, and we're waiting for a report as to the first caution period of the day to Hill Overton in turns one and two. I see no reason for a caution flag over here. About the only excitement we've had has been the duel between Richard Petty and Buddy Baker. Both those automobiles smoking right rear tires nearly every time through turn two. So you might want to watch for their tire wear down in the pits. Perhaps it'll be a little bit more excessive than some of the other boys. David Pearson handling extremely well, as is the leader, of course. Uh, car number 11, Cale Yarbo. Back to the tower. So Kale is pitted. It puts all those leaders right back together once again here. In the tower with us is Tim Flock, the well-known Grand National driver for so many years who drove the pace vehicle today, which has to be the most unique pace vehicle we've ever seen at a Grand National race. Tim, what about driving a motor home as a pace car for an event? 
Well, this is really an experience for me. This is the first for me also. I've drove a lot of race cars. But this champion motorhome that people send real good to us, they put up $12,000 lap money, you know. So we thought we'd give it a try, and it worked real good. The car handled the home panel real good up on the turns. I was running about 90 miles an hour. I found out one thing. You've got to run 70 to keep it up there on account of the high banks. <laughs> How big a motorhome is that they were using? That's about a 22-footer. It's got a 440 Dodge in it, a Dodge chassis. It's a, it's a beautiful machine. That's a champion motorhome that was being used here today. And it certainly had the crowd buzzing as it came down. They're used to one of these super sleek, fancy-looking race cars. And here today was this, this motorhome, and it was really clipping them off up there on the banking. It sure was. And when I went down the backstretch over in the back grandstand, all those people were standing up waving at me. I was blinking the lights at them. We had a good time on the backstretch. Incidentally, this home will be on display at uh, David Allison's camping center out on Little Rock Road all next week. Somebody would like to come by and look at it. <laughs> Well, it certainly set a world speed record for motorhomes here today at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Thank, Thank you. you so much, Tim Flock, for coming by for just a Thank moment. You. Thank you. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors. And in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. The STP Dodge is charging out of traffic once again as the green flag is unfurled after four laps under caution. We'll give you a report as to what the yellow flag was for momentarily as they fire them up and fly down to the turn number one. It's the Pure Lady Mercury with car 21. David Pearson in front. We've had a pit report. We'll go to Charlie Harville right now for that. Down here on pit road, Junior Johnson has been in an ambulance getting first aid treatment. He got gasoline in his eyes during his car's first stop. He is just now getting out of the ambulance, had the eyes treated, and is holding a cross through them now and is apparently okay. Incidentally, both Cale Yarborough and Richard Petty made two pit stops under that caution. They've got great fires on both sides. Back to Ken Swire. Junior Johnson is the gas man on the car, and apparently when they pull that tank back, he got some gasoline in his eye. The caution flag was for a bolt that was spotted by one of the observers in turn two and a piece of metal in turn three. Four laps to clean the track up, and we are racing once again in the National 500 Marvin Patch. I was just going to take a wild guess because we had several pit stops prior to that due to cut tires, so that's probably the reason. And look at the battle shaping up here, Kim. 20 laps, 30 miles. We had a new record. Speed was 156 065, the old record 155-172. As the field flies by, the lead automobile is car number 21, Pearson. But bearing down, putting on the pressure is Buddy Baker, trying to get some of that lap money. Right now, it's David Pearson first, Buddy Baker in second as they wheel down the backstretch at Charlotte, North Carolina. Buddy Baker right up against the bumper of David Pearson as they move to turn three and coming up to make that thing a four-way battle now is Charlie Glotzback. He is right on the tail of Allison. Down to the inside comes Baker. We may have a lead change before they get to you, Ken Squire. They're door-to-door, but Pearson shuts the door on Buddy Baker and keeps the Mercury out front. Pearson was right up in the marbles. He was up in the gray area of the, roost, the racetrack, up in the very loosest part of the racetrack, and somehow he found adhesion and kept on running, but now he's challenged. Hold it! Baker had to get on the brakes. Let's go to for turn one. And Slambank's hot stop. 
Childs through turn two. It was Baker smoking and uh, David Pearson moving out to about a three-car length lead. Coming up fast on the uh, back bumper of Baker is Charlie Glatzbach. Charlie Hall? Charlie Glatzbach has just grabbed off the number three spot, and he is door-to-door with Buddy Baker for the number two position. Meanwhile, Pearson leads the battle for the number two position right now between the Dodge and the Chevrolet of Charlie Glatzbach and Buddy Baker as they scream down to the start finish line. Charlie Glatzbach from 36th position up into fourth. Car number 21. Pearson is in front, but the pressure is really on. Buddy Baker is swept inside twice, not able to get through. Here comes Baker at number 71 down on the inside once again. Glatzbach stays right there in third spot. On the back stretch, number 21, David Pearson maintains the lead. He has a one-car length advantage. Going into turn number three, Baker goes to the inside. Baker looking for a way around David Pearson. Everybody's running a little bit high in turn three. Here's Pearson up almost into that wall again as they come out of turn four. Baker still glued to bumper. Glatzbach found a way to the inside, and he is challenging Buddy Baker for that number two spot. Across the line, completing 40 laps. That's 60 miles. The lead automobile continues to be the number 21, the maroon white and gold car of the pride of Patrick County, Virginia, the Woods Brothers Mercury, with car number 71 applying plenty of pressure on the backstretch. Buddy Baker goes screaming down there. Glotchback has fallen back about five car lengths. And in turn number three, here comes Baker attacking on the inside another time. Buddy Baker right down to the middle groove. Pearson gets high again, and Pearson may be just getting up there to shut the door because he cuts right down in front of Baker, shutting the door on him three laps in a row as they come around. Baker bumper. pushes him right to you, Ken Squire. Down to the inside he goes. Bumper to bumper into turn number one. And it's Buddy Baker taking the lead now just by a fender. Now David Pearson bites him off up high off turn two and takes the lead back once more. Baker in second. Charlie Glotz back on close third. Bobby Allison fourth. Ten car links back down the back straightaway and to Barney Hall once more. Turn three, it's still David Pearson showing the way. Baker keeping the pressure on, and Glotzbach keeps darting down to the inside looking for a hole, and he's found one this time. He's alongside Buddy Baker, challenging for the number two spot. Baker shuts the door on Glotzbach. Just two seconds back in fourth place is Kaylee Arborough. Running fifth is Richard Petty, and going sixth is Darrell Waltrip. Those are the front six here at 40 laps, 60 miles. The National 500 from Charlotte, North Carolina. The speed had declined to 144.385 miles per hour, the record of 154, 506 stays in the book from 1972 by Buddy Baker. Uh, we had caution for four laps, and that slowed the field. In front at lap 40 was car number 21, David Pearson, with Buddy Baker second, Charlie Glotzbach third, and that's the way they're stacking up right now at lap 44. In the fourth position was Allison, Bobby Allison, fifth was Kaylee Arborough, sixth was Richard Petty, seventh then was Waldrip, eighth was Dick Trickle in the car number one, ninth was Benny Parsons, tenth was Donnie Allison, and running in 11th position was the car number 54, Lenny Pond. Here come the leaders. Down at a turn number four, and what a romping, stomping battle we have. Pearson in front, Baker in second, and Georgetown, Indiana's Charlie Glotzbach in the pylon wiper blade car, a tight third spot. Into turn one, we've got him wheel to wheel again. Slam bank style through turn one. David Pearson still manages to hold Buddy Baker off. Baker right on the back bumper. Pearson now tries him low. Let's see if he can get him down the back chute. Charlie Glotzbach still in third. It's Baker up along side of David Pearson into turn three. Here's Buddy Baker and a new leader in turn number three. Baker has put the K&K Dodge out front. Here comes Glotzbach. He's moving underneath David Pearson. And whoa! Glotzbach sideways. Trump crash into the number three wall. And Glotzbach really smashed that car. He wipes out David Pearson. Bobby Allison spinning backwards down onto the grass. Richard Petty ducks through the hole. Wall trip crashes. 
into Charlie Glotzbach automobile and about four or five cars. Tremendous sheet metal damage. Charlie Glotzbach's car completely demolished in the front. The engine shoved up into the hood of the car. Let's go back to you, Ken Squire, for just a minute. It looks like Glotzbach just plain lost it coming down into turn number four and he crashed into the outer wall. There was no place for Pearson to go. The Woods Brothers Mercury is demolished. There's nothing left to the front of David Pearson's automobile. Limping down pit road comes Darrell Waltrip. The right rear tire gone. The fender crunched up. Maybe he's in bad shape and maybe not on that one. Glotzbach is still in his automobile. He crashed as he came out of turn number four. Here's another report. Pearson is out of his car. Pearson has extricated himself from his automobile, and now Glotzbach gets out of his car. Glotzbach walks away from the pylon wiper blade car, which has been completely wiped out in turn number four. Here comes the crew from the Woods Brothers running down. Their vehicle is about 100 feet down pit road, crunched into the wall, the back end against the retaining wall on pit road, and the front end, which is just demolished, pointing out into the uh, racetrack, actually on pit road, as we said, about 100, 150 feet down. Pace car going down the back stretch, and we're just about ready to get started before we get in another rankle today, between Hall and Panch, and now Herschel McGriff from Bridal Veil, Oregon. They get into this business of who's the oldest or who is the youngest, and we're in bad trouble. Pace car is about to come in, ladies and gentlemen. 57 laps are down. They're working the 58. This will bring the mileage factor to 87 miles. And as they come in, we have a new leader. Bobby Allison in the Coke machine from Hueytown, Alabama, is in front. And Benny Parsons is now in second. His battle with Petty for the national championship continues as Richard is running two spots back of him. Cale Yarborough is in third. But Bobby Allison gets a crack at that $100 a lap. And he pulls away from the field in turn number one by 12, 13, 14 car lengths as Bobby Allison whips away from the other machine still racing here in the National 500. Allison, winner yesterday in that sportsman event, looking strong in the third turn. Allison into turn number three, but moving up through the pack is Dave Marcus and that Matador automobile running very strong. Out of the field comes Cale Yarborough. He's on the bumper of Benny Parsons. This is the battle for the number two spot. Down in heavy traffic as they come out of turn four and into the trial hole. As they come by, Benny Parsons in second spot at number 72 and Cale Yarborough in the red, white, and blue. Car Care Chevrolet goes after Parsons in the second turn. And it's Cale Yarborough coming high, but so is Benny Parsons still in second place. Yarborough closing the gap now. Parsons tries him on the inside up along side. It makes the pass down the back shooting to turn three. Wide sweep to the inside brings Yarborough around four automobiles. He is now has his sights set on the Chevrolet of Bobby Allison. Allison has a 200-foot length as they come out of turn four, but Cale really bearing down. Richard Petty moving up through the pack as they move to you, Ken Squire. At 60 laps, 90 miles, Cale is in second, Allison first. Then it is number 72 in third. Richard Petty is in fourth. Buddy Baker is shown in the fifth position at 60 laps. Buddy Baker back to fifth spot. The battle here is intense today. The national championship is terminated in these last three races. Rockingham coming up and then November 14th at College Station, Texas. We neglected to mention Ray Williams has a few wraps in the nose of his car. The snout has been bent back on the right side and he is on pit road as he comes in this time. They're going to be doing some work again on the right-hand side, changing rubber and maybe bending a fender out on Ray Williams' car, which took a little abuse perhaps in an altercation which demolished the pylon wiper blade car of Charlie Glotzbach and 
the automobile of David Pearson, the Woods Brothers Mercury. In the fifth, there's a development on that battle for Rookie of the Year honors, which could have a great deal of meaning today. Car number 15, driven by Darrell Waltrip, was engaged in that melee with Pearson and Glotzbach, and he is out for the day. The right rear fender and the right rear suspension of the car so badly damaged that Darrell Waltrip is through racing for the day. Back to the tower. What that perhaps means is that Darrell Waltrip has been KO'd out of Rookie of the Year by three feet. He needed just about two and a half to three feet to clear that car. He was flat out of it. car was spinning in front of him. It nicked him. And Lenny Pond, the Ettrick, Virginia, Fredericksburg, Virginia, to be specific racer, working for Rookie of the Year honors, is really in there, running strong at the present time. Meanwhile, up in front, what a battle. 12 and 11, Chevrolets, number 12, Bobby Allison, number 11, Kaylee Arborough, are getting together to fight it out for first place in the National 500 at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Kale goes down to the inside of Allison in turn one. It looks like that Bobby Allison's going to go hold Kale off this time. He's high, and Kale is down low. Kale can't quite make the pass on turn two. A distant third right now. Benny Parsons about 100 yards behind. Out, down to turn three. Here's Kale on the inside, and a new leader in the National 500 is Kale Yarbrough's car care Chevrolet. Scoots underneath the Coke machine of Bobby Allison. Here's Allison right back underneath, trying to find a way. Kale shuts him off in turn four as they move into the trial. Bobby Allison told me this morning he was a little down on horsepower from Kale's automobile. He said, I can draft with him, but I'm a little shy on horsepower going into this one compared to when I won one year ago, and that seemed to tell right there. He tried the inside and did not quite have the spinach to get around Kale Yarborough and take the lead back once again. In the backstretch, Kale Yarborough, 1968, Daytona 500-mile champion, is wheeling away from Bobby Allison, winner of this event last fall, number 32. Richard Brooks of Porterville, California, is taking his car behind the wall. Richard Brooks comes out. He would be the seventh car to retire from the event. Richard Brooks of Porterville, California, number 32. That's a brand-new machine that Brooks has built up himself. This is Barney Holland, turn four. Right now, another car in trouble over here. Big fluff of smoke out of Donnie Allison's automobile. He pulled down to the apron, coasting down pit road right now very slowly in the Dicard Chevrolet again. And Mario Rossi told me just this morning that he thought that this team, Mario Rossi, the, the cruise chief for the Dicard racing team, number 88, were really up for this race. They had been drafting with Bobby Allison, Donnie's brother, yesterday, and were doing remarkable remarkably well. In fact, they could actually pull by him. But now something's happened to the machine and Allison goes back into the garage area. He did not stay on pit road, but out of the race. He's back to the garage and he will be the eighth retiree from the National 500 from Charlotte Motor Speedway. This is the Motor Racing Network. Ray Williams automobile, once again, the Chapel Hill, North Carolinian, is on pit road, and they're working on his car. They're putting on left side rubber and making some adjustments on the front end of the machine. Ray Williams' car, again, on pit road, number 47. The lead automobile is car number 11. Kaylee Yarborough is back in front. Bobby Allison is in second. Buddy Baker moves to third. Richard Petty to fourth. And Benny Parsons maintains fifth position. Those are the front five at 67 laps. And on our mileage factor now, we're at 100 and a half laps complete. 100 and a half complete here in the National 500 from Charlotte, North Carolina. The final race of the Grand National Series this year, the Texas 500, Sunday, November 18th at College Station, Texas. And most feel that it will be right there. Once again, the National Championship of Stock Car Racing will be decided. Benny Parsons currently number one in the nation in the point battle. And Richard Petty is rapidly closing ground. I think Richard 
Richards now about 250 points out. He's closing at the present time on car number 71, Buddy Baker. As they come around to complete the 71st lap, Baker leads Petty by four car lengths as they charge into the first turn. And in the first turn, both Petty and Baker still smoking those right rear tires. Baker drifts high. Petty closes up on him a bit now. Draws to within two car lengths. Coming off down on turn two. The day glow red and blue. Petty automobile closing ever closer on the back bumper of uh, Buddy Baker to Barney Hall. Baker drops all the way to the bottom of the racetrack. Richard Petty, perhaps two car lengths behind him as they come into turn four. And both were moving up on the leaders. But now, Cale is pulling away from everyone as they move down to turn one. The Car Care Chevrolet, prepared by Herb Nabb and uh, Junior Johnson, is running just magnificently here at the Charlotte Motor Speedway today. He's out in front, and one of the leading adversaries against him, David Pearson, is actually two of them. Charlie Watts back for sure. The Haas Ellington car also eliminated in a bad wreck in turn number four. Miraculously, both drivers walked away. In the pits, I have Donnie Allison, who Chevrolet was just forced out of the race a few laps ago. Donnie, what happened to your car? Well, I don't know. Either we... Uh... Uh, broke a timing chain or distributor gear or something. Uh, uh, that's what cost me those few laps there at first. The car is working better after we made the first adjustment on the pit stop than we've ever had it to work. And uh, I don't know. I just can't seem to have the luck. I need to finish a race. You didn't uh, sustain any injury or no injury to the car, though. You didn't have any contact with anybody, did you? No, uh, uh, when they had the accident up here in the fourth turn, uh, uh, Mario radioed me right away that the caution was, and it was in the fourth turn, so I was all slowed down and ready when I got there. Donnie, better luck next trip. Donnie Allison out of the race. Back to the tower. The 70-lap rundown for 105 miles is in. That is just terrible luck for the Donnie Allison team. But it's all over before lap 75. The car is behind the wall and out of competition. And fate continues to play bad tricks on one of the greatest drivers in the game, Donnie Allison of Hueytown, Alabama. A battle for second place in the National 500 here at Charlotte, North Carolina, before nearly 70,000 racing fans going down at a turn number two, Hill Overton. And Buddy Baker just got it up into the wall, barely grazing the wall on turn two, getting down inside. Bobby Allison, now Petty passing on the outside. Down to the inside, Baker chops off Allison, and Allison was all the way up alongside Baker, down the back straightaway, and again, that battle for the number three spot, for the number two position, rather, involves three automobiles, Baker, Petty, and Allison. They're bumper to bumper as they move to you, Ken Squire. Going out of turn number two, Allison was second. Going into turn number three, he's back to fifth, and this real scramble, tight competition, Grand National NASCAR race from Charlotte, North Carolina. They're battling for 100 $66,000 here this afternoon, and it is a fight. Kaylee Yarborough has an advantage of five and four-tenths seconds over the second-place runner, Buddy Baker. And now, Baker, as well as Petty, the old teammates, now on separate racing teams, are locked up in a two-car draft, and they're trying to overhaul the leader, Kaylee Yarborough, while moving around slower automobiles. As they come down the main straightaway, they put a lap on Harry Gant once again. Also, car number 89, Johnny Barnes of Point Charlotte, Florida. Richard Petty going into today's race has won 155 races on his career. Double that of anyone else in competition, the second-place man being David Pearson. But Petty has never won at Charlotte. Although the Petty Racing Team cars have won here on three occasions, nowhere in the record book. And you see Richard Petty as a winner at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. He hopes to change that today. And as mentioned earlier, two of the highly favored drivers in this race, David Pearson and Charlie Glotzbach, crashed at turn number four, entirely demolishing their automobiles. They're out of it. Donnie Allison, who we thought had more than an average chance today of putting it all together, he is out of competition. So Petty 
right now is running in the lead lap with 83 laps complete. That's 124 and a half of 500 miles, and we're about an hour into the race, Roger. Roger Bear, our producer, checking out the time, and we're just 57 minutes into the event. Petty is looking good in the STP Dodge, so is Baker in the K&K Dodge. Richard Childress, number 96 from Winston-Salem, North Carolina, now pitting his automobile. We're checking the interval between first and second place once again. Amazing how this car care Chevrolet automobile is working. He ran beautifully last week in that race at... Martinsville, Virginia, and don't forget we have another big race later this year at Martinsville. We'll tell you a little bit more about later. Five and a half seconds between first and second place as Cale Yarborough continues to flat get it on. Now, Petty is going underneath Buddy Baker. It's Richard Petty in number 43 on the inside, and he was squirrely for a moment, a little sideways as he came out of turn number four, and Baker, Buddy Baker, is in second place. Richard Petty is in third as they scoot into the first turn. The poppy red number 71, Ken K. Dodge, holds the lead over the two cars, but he goes high in turn two. Richard Petty always gains in turn two, but Baker appearing to have four down the back shoot. Bobby Allison now in third, correction fourth place, third in that pack of three automobiles. The 80-lap rundown for 120 miles at an average speed of 128.839 miles per hour. That is not a record. The record being 151.472. That record by Richard Petty and marked the year way back in 1963. Here's how they were running at 80 laps, 120 miles. At that time, it was Cale in first, Allison then in second. In third was Buddy Baker, fourth was Richard Petty, fifth was Benny Parsons, and going sixth was Dick Trickle in car number one, which is the mate car of the number 11 leading the race. Then in the seventh position, a lap back was Lenny Pond. Lenny Pond is really zeroing in on that Rookie of the Year crowd, and he is up to seventh spot just a lap down with better than 100 miles in the record book. In the eighth position was Jim Vandiver, running ninth on the field was Cuckoo Marlin. In the 10th position was the number 54, I would believe. Uh, let, no, a correction on that. We have a number that I think that's Alma Langley, 67. They have it as 57. A 12th, 11th position was car number 2, and that was Dave Marcus in the American Motors Matador. And running 12th was car number 18, Joe Fasson of Golden Valley, Minnesota. Lead car, and boy, are they tied up against that wall. That is that as hairy as it looks, Marvin, when you come down on a turn number four and you're pressed right up against the red and white concrete, the Winston markings as they come out of the fourth turn? Definitely. If you don't get off of that uh, fourth turn a little bit below the wall, it makes it very difficult because the track tightens up right there. And uh, if you happen to be, find yourself out by the guardrail as you come out, you almost have to put the car a little bit sideways in order to make it down the front straightaway. Okay, we're checking the interval once again between first and second place as Kaylee Arbro puts some more cars between him and the second place vehicle in the race. That was car number one that just went by. The second play. Now here's number 11. He's going to overlap his teammate, Dick Trickle, very shortly here. Buddy Arrington and L.D. Ottinger sandwiched in between the first and second place cars and the interval is back to five seconds. The National 500 is the feature event on the Winston Trail for 1973 today from Charlotte, North Carolina. $166,000 race as the great Kaylee Arborough of Timmonsville, South Carolina in first spot. Kaylee Arborough is now building up a bit of a lead. He's up to six and a half seconds between himself and the second place runner, Buddy Baker, and Baker and Petty continue to swap that second place back and forth. Right now, Richard Petty is in second. 
second. Baker is back to third. And right behind them comes Bobby Allison in the fourth position with fifth still, number 72, Benny Parsons. We talked to Richard Petty this morning about the trickiest part of the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Winning the race, that's the trickiest part for me. Uh, as far as driving on the racetrack, really it's, it's a pretty decent racetrack. Uh, it's a pretty wide open racetrack as far as being able to uh, to see what's going on. Uh, I would say probably uh, going into number one corner is uh, is probably the trickiest part because uh, you, you go across, uh, go into the corner, and then uh, the corner sort of falls out from under you. I don't know uh, just the way the track's built. And also there's a little uh, blind spot in number two. You know, as you go in number one, you can't really see into number two. And, uh, this gives you a, a feeling that you got to look further ahead and you can't see it, you know. But back in uh, three and four, you can uh, see all the way around back almost to the starting line there. So uh, that corner is, uh, it's got a couple of ripples in it. But as far as having uh, the whole racetrack to maneuver on and stuff, it, uh, it makes it real easy. The 10th car of the 41 car initial starters to retire for the event is Dean Dalton. The Belden asphalt car has gone back to the garage area. Dean Dalton is now out of the event. This fine young driver who has a lot of potential for the future, having some difficulties in the National 500 from Charlotte, North Carolina. The 90-lap, 135-mile rundown at an average speed of 131.244 miles per hour. Not a record. That stands in the books from 1965 when Leroy Yarborough was averaging 151.101 miles per hour. And the standings at 90 laps, 135 miles were car number 11 in the front position, Kaylee Yarborough with a second spot, Buddy Baker. Then in third was Richard Petty. In fourth was Bobby Allison. Fifth was number 72, Benny Parsons. And sixth was Dick Trickle, number one. And Trickle stays in the lap with the leaders. Uh, uh, I have to correct that. He was when you had that report. He just got lapped by his teammate. This is the 90 lap. 135-mile rundown. He was running in six in the same lap of the leaders. Has just been overtaken by the first-place car, Kaylee Yarborough, the team car, to Trickles, number one. Then in seventh spot was Lenny Pond. In eighth position, car number 31, Jim Vandiver, in the ninth position. Number 14, Cuckoo Marlin, running tenth was car number 67, Buddy Arrington of Martinsville, Virginia. Running eleventh was car number two, Dave Marcus in the Matador. And showing twelfth was Joe Frisson. The STP Dodge. The National 500 is currently running the bridesmaid position. Second spot, holding on here, looking for a victory that would give Richard Petty his first checkered flag in the history of this mile-and-a-half banked asphalt speedway in the heart of racing country. And Petty is closing ground on the leader. There was an interval of eight seconds between first and second place. Now it's whittled back down to five and seven-tenths seconds between first and second place. L.D. Ottinger from Tennessee comes back on the speedway after a good pit stop, and they say he will be a leading candidate for Rookie of the Year in 1974. They are allowed five races in a previous year before they run for Rookie of the Year honors, and they run flat out for it in all 29 or 30 Grand National events. And they say L.D. Ottinger will be one of the candidates, and rumor has it that maybe Richie Patch will be another. We'll just have to wait and see about that story as the weeks continue and we build up toward the 1974 season. Here's a 100-lap, 150-mile rundown. The speed, 133.267 miles per hour, not a record. The record for 100 laps is Richard Petty's mark way back in 1964 at 144.578 miles per hour. And the standings, 100 laps, we're actually at lap 109 of the board, but here's the rundown for 100 laps. 
It was Kale Yarborough leading the Chevrolet number 11. Number 43, Richard Petty in second place. Number 71 was running in third, and here's Petty pitting. Richard Petty, second place campaigner in the STP Dodge, pulls down pit road. In fourth was car number 12, Bobby Allison. In fifth was Benny Parsons. One lap back was Wayne Trickle in sixth. Two laps back in seventh was Lenny Pond. In eighth was Buddy Arrington. Ninth was Jim Vandiver's number 31. Tenth was Cuckoo Marlins, number 14. Eleventh was Dave Marcus in the Matador picking up a spot. Then in twelfth was Joe Frisson in the Dodge. In thirteenth was car number 90, Harry Gant. In the fourteenth position, Cecil Gordon's number 24. Fifteenth was Charlie Roberts, number 77. In the sixteenth position, the number seven of Dean Dalton at the time. The seventeenth position was number 64, Elmo Langley. The eighteenth position was car number 10, Bill Champion. The nineteenth position was car number 70, J.D. McDuffie. The 20th position, car number 89, Johnny Barnes. And 21st was number 5, Wendell Scott of Danville, Virginia. Coming by very slowly. Last time was Joe Frisson from Minnesota going down into the first turn on the inside of the track, way off the pace. 114 laps. 171 of 500 miles have been completed. Here at the National 500 from Charlotte, North Carolina, this is Ken Squire and the Motor Racing Network bringing you the action of the most thrilling automotive racing competition in the world today, NASCAR Grand National, and the great champion Kaylee Arborough of Timmonsville, South Carolina, is maintaining a lead, which is has been whittled down somewhat, but that's changed. It's changed because Richard Petty pitted, and they'll all be pulling in relatively soon. All the leaders. Meanwhile, the team cars, 11, Kaylee Arborough, and 1, Dick Trickle of Wisconsin Rapids, Wisconsin, are running door-to-door as they come by, although there's a couple of laps between them. As Kaylee Arborough comes by, he has Dick Trickle flanking him on the inside. Number 44 is also pitting. That's Ed McGree, the Richard Brown car with Ed McGree aboard. For a late report to turn four in Barney Hall. Ken, I've been watching Dick Trickle drive. We haven't said a lot about this kid. He has more than 500 victories under his belt in stock car racing over the last few years. He came to Charlotte Motor Speedway, went out and ran a few laps at about 120 miles an hour. And about the fourth lap around, he buzzed that Chevrolet around here at 154 miles an hour. He's impressed a lot of these southern boys with his ability to drive. He's doing a tremendous job here today. Here's Betty Parsons in the pits. Let's go back to the tower. Meanwhile, on pit road, the activity continues. Coming in very slowly is car number 70, J.D. McDuffie. Let's see if McDuffie's going to go behind the wall. McDuffie's automobile is calling it a day. J.D. McDuffie retires car number 70. McDuffie behind the wall, and I believe he is the 12th retiree from the activity today. Roy Main bringing in car number Number 25. That was our calendar here. It's the 11th car out. Car number 70. McDuffie out. And if you're keeping score, he comes out at lap 120. That leaves us. Leaves us with 30 automobiles still in competition, and we're 180 miles into the event. This is Hill Overton in turn one. Joe Brisson, car number 18, just pulled him behind the pit wall, and it may be they're going to try to get him back into the race. 110 lap, 165 mile rundown in the National 500 from Charlotte, North Carolina, saw the speed by Kaylee Arborough averaging 134.908 miles per hour, not a record. That belongs to the year 1964 and the driver Paul Goldsmith, who at that time was averaging 143.930 miles per hour. Today, two cautions, one of them for an extensive period of time after a serious crash, eliminated the David Pearson and Charlie Glotzbach cars, slowing 
the race down. Car number 11 was showing as the leader at 110 laps, 165 miles. Cale was in front with number 43, Richard Petty, in second. Number 71 now pitting. Baker now pitting was then in third. He currently has been the leader. The front two cars had pitted. Now he is in. And here comes the Harry Hyde crew into action. Pitting Buddy Baker's car, number 71. And we have the watches on him. In fourth place, a lap back at 110 laps was Benny Parsons. In fifth was Bobby Allison. And in sixth was Dick Trickle. Then, two laps back was car number 54, Lenny Pond, in the seventh position. Eighth was Buddy Harrington. Ninth was car number 14, Cuckoo Marlin. And tenth was the Matador. The American Motors Matador with Dave Marcus. The victim there was Jim Vandiver. Vandiver had been running in ninth position. He's dropped out of the top ten. The pit stop on car number 71, Buddy Baker, for two tires and fuel is 18 and 6 tenths seconds. 18 and 6 tenths seconds. The timing on that pit stop by the Harry Hyde crew and Buddy Baker is back underway once again. This is Hill Overton in turn one. They've definitely moved up to the high groove over here on the 24-degree banking. These automobiles have put down a wider band of rubber. The two highest flying cars in this turn are Buddy Baker and Richard Petty. Now, I was notice that the two better handling automobiles are the leader in that car driven by Bobby Allison, the number 12 Coke machine. Both these automobiles going through turns one and two as if they were on rails. Back to the tower. 187 and a half miles are complete. 125 laps down this afternoon in the National 500. The leader is again showing his Cale Yarborough after these pit stops under green. Cale Yarborough. Richard Petty in trouble for just a second at turn four. It looked as though Petty was going to crash right into the rear end of Henley Gray's automobile. Betty has not been handling well in turn four. He has crossed up the second time here at about a 45-degree angle to the wall. Managed to get the car under control. Betty goes down to the turn one. He's okay. Let's go back to the tower. That's that's an unusual situation because if Petty knows anything in his handling and the track gets slicker, he usually goes better. He doesn't go any faster than the other cars usually come down in speed. But something is not right with the Petty Dodge today, Marvin. Well, it's still early yet, Ken, but it's not getting through the corners quite as good as uh, Bobby and Kale are at the present time. But he's only three seconds behind the leader, so he's not doing bad. 120-lap rundown for 180 miles, speed escalating to 136.077 miles per hour. And the record is still back in 1964 with Paul Goldsmith at 144. At that time, Baker was first, Kaylee Arborough second, Richard Petty third. Then a lap back in fourth by himself was Bobby Allison in fifth a couple of laps down. A correction on that. They're showing those front four cars is in the same lap. Then in fifth was car number 72. Benny Parsons a lap down with Dick Trickle in the same lap with him. Two laps down. In seventh position was car number 14, Cuckoo Marlin. In eighth spot, again they're showing Jim Vandiver. So there may have been a mix-up on the 110 lap rundown because back he is showing in eighth or he could have adjusted those pitch stops out of the top ten momentarily. Ninth, number 54, Lenny Pond. In 10th, Buddy Arrington, and dropping back to 11th position, car number two, Dave Marcus, the American Motors Matador. I think that Buddy Baker may have just a little problem with his car, because as he comes by, he's pointing over to the right side of the car. He's giving that uh, finger over towards the right Needs side. Needs a little more wedge, maybe, or do you think they have a tire that might be coming out? Well, he just had a pit stop. He might have got a hold out of Dallas tire. It's hard to say, or maybe the new tire doesn't feel quite as good to him, so I'm going to just have to wait and see. 
talked to Buddy Baker about this business of $100 for every lap led and what it would mean to this National 500 this afternoon. A 500-mile race usually boils down to the last 50 miles of it, and this time it's going to boil down to the 500 miles. 130 laps, 195 miles an hour now being rung up on the Champion Motorhome scoreboard here at the Charlotte Motor Speedway this afternoon. Something I'd like to uh, say, I talked to Harry Hyde this morning and uh, asked Harry how his chances of doing here today. And his wife said, we're down on horsepower. We're handling pretty good. We're down on horsepower. But he said, what I've got going for me is Buddy Baker. I said, what do you mean by that? He said, well, at the end of 350, 400 miles, Buddy is just as fresh as uh, if the green flag just came out. So he said, what I've really got going for me is Buddy. So we'll have to wait and see how Buddy does later in the race. Buddy told me that it really, it really helps and it kind of charges his battery to perform in front of a hometown crowd, too. And that's his crowd here today. Here is the 130-lap, 195-mile rundown of the National 500 at Charlotte, North Carolina. As car number 90, Harry Gant of Taylorsville, North Carolina, comes on pit road in the Truxmore automobile. The standings are at 130 laps. Cale Yarborough in front by three seconds over Richard Petty who is two and a half seconds better than Buddy Baker in third. In fourth is Bobby Allison, the front four cars in the same lap. In fifth position is car number 72, and that's the Benny Parsons car. In six, two laps down is Dick Trickle. In seventh position is Cuckoo Marlin, and it would seem that Cuckoo is in for a good day. In eighth, Jim Vandiver. In the ninth position, Lenny Pond. In tenth, Buddy Arrington. In eleventh was the car number 90. Now, he'll lose his spot as he was just on pit road. That's Harry Gant. And running twelfth at 130 laps was Dave Marcus in the little bullfighter. On the Harry Gant car, there was only a 17-second pit stop. To give you an idea how good these Goodyear tires are working here, Ken. Uh, they didn't even bother to change the right side that time at all. They just took on fuel. So the tire wear is terrific. Uh, there's no problems on tires. The only problem you have with tires here today, were, so far from what I can see, is if they cut it down or, or cut it on objects on the racetrack, something like that. Well, you're on that subject of power. Well, we were checking with the uh, crew of Buddy Baker, and uh, they had checked his tires very carefully when he came in for his pit stop, so they found no problem there. But apparently in checking with Richard Petty's pit crew, Richard is getting somewhat better tire wear than is Buddy. Just a little bit better. Back to the power. It continues to be Cale Yarborough picking up $100 a lap with amazing regularity. 141 laps are by here at Charlotte, North Carolina, and moving in with us right now, certainly one of the most respected race drivers in the history of NASCAR, Herschel McGriff of Bridalvale, Oregon. It's a delight to have you here in Charlotte, North Carolina today. Thank you, Ken. It's a real pleasure to be here. What a spectacular view it is uh, from up here on the tower. Uh, it would be nice if we could get a lot of our people from the Portland area in the Northwest to come down here and see one of these super speedway races. It's just fantastic, uh, the competition that goes on here. You would think it would get a little boring for 500 miles, but uh, even being uh, sitting here as a driver, uh, this is probably one of the most exciting things I've ever done, watching it from this angle. Well, Herschel McGriff has been two decades back when they used to run the Mexican road race. He was one of the winners in the days of Chuck Stevenson and Bill Bukovic there. Herschel McGriff has been West Coast champion. How many times, Herschel, West Coast Grand National champion? Well, uh, never on the Grand National circuit. Of course, I've won many titles in the sportsman event. Uh, hold a few records. Won more Grand Nationals last year uh, than anybody else on the West Coast. And, uh, of course, I hope to be running back here more uh, next year. And it'll be quite a thrill uh, watching from this angle to see all the pit stops and everything that is going on. Well... 
That's what I wanted to get to next year. I, the, the rumor is pretty strong now that Herschel McGriff of Bridalvale, Oregon, may be making his home down here in the southeast and traveling the Grand National Trail Summit 1974. Well, I hope to put it together uh, down here this week. Uh, to watch the race and also work on next year's events. I uh, hope to be driving a car out of uh, West Virginia. It'll be sponsored by what they call Almost Heaven. Uh, people there are really proud of that state. And although I'll be from Bridalville, I may have to transplant my driving, but uh, we hope to put something together with the Petty crew and uh, hope to be running a uh, Petty car next year. We'll be talking with Herschel over the next uh, few minutes in the broadcast about the driving, the technique, and the style that's being demonstrated by these great racing talents in the National 500. Here comes Richard Childress back on pit road and his car number 96 he's been running very well today 11 cars out of the race still leaving us with 30 automobiles in the latest report for a late report from turns one and two here's hill overton and in turns one and two as i said earlier we still have some pretty hairy uh slipstreaming here as richard petty and buddy baker both smoking those tires thus accounting for that tire wear that charlie harville mentioned uh, a bit earlier it would appear that of the two buddy baker smoking just a bit uh, more that is Richard, and I believe what Charlie said, that tire wear was more excessive on the Buddy Baker automobile. Buddy Baker, though, from our vantage point, appearing to have the better of it down the back straightaway, and I don't know about Harry Hyde's commentary on that horsepower. He looks awfully strong from here. Back to the tower. Kaylee Armorell maintains the lead in the 152nd lap of the National 500 here at Charlotte, North Carolina, 228 miles down. National NASCAR Winston standings as they move toward the conclusion of this year with just three races left today's then Rockingham two weeks from now on November 18th in Texas the number one driver is Benny Parsons by only 202 points over Richard Petty for second in third of the national standings is Cecil Gordon of Horseshoe North Carolina this very consistent runner who along with his brother uh, has done an amazing job with this machine this year they've not had as much misfortune as they've had in the past couple of seasons they put together some very good consistent finishes to stay in the top five and are currently third. Then fourth in the national standings is Kaylee Yarborough at 6,389 points. And fifth is James Hilton at 6,377. Going into today's race, conceivably, any of the first five could still win the national championship of NASCAR. But Richard Petty, who was counted out, he was back in fifth just a race ago when they moved into North Wilkesboro, has moved into second place and is really applying the pressure to win an unprecedented fifth national championship. The little old bullfighter is on pit road. Car number two, the American Motors Matador with Dave Marcus. This car won the first race of the season out at Riverside, California with Mark Donahue aboard. That's some kind of race at Riverside. We'll be there this coming January to start the 1974 season. Herschel, you planning to run at Riverside again this year, January 20th? Yes, I hope to be at Riverside. Of course, that's what I call more or less my hometown track. Uh, I've won uh, two Permatex races there, and uh, of course, I hope to be sitting uh, right up in the first couple rows uh, in the 500. So I'm looking forward to starting off the 74 season with a bang there. At Riverside, California, see the Grand National, these 3,800-pound racing cars at Riverside on January the 20th of Sunday. They've got a big off-road race out there this afternoon at Riverside, California. That ought to be a dandy. That's the first really controlled area for spectator off-road race that's ever been run. And Les Richter's fine facility out there is the home track for this first effort at a road off-road race that people can really get to enjoy. It'll be interesting, Ken, to really find out how many uh, people they do draw because this is something, uh, a sport that's really coming into its own and it's going to be very interesting and it's something that can uh, go along 
along as a combination with other racetracks all over the country. So it'll be real uh, interesting to see how it turns out. Leave it to the brilliance of Les Richter to come up with some new ideas for off-road racing. And let's see what happens. Uh, we'll have a, hopefully a report later today, although we may be well off the year before that one is terminated. 150-lap rundown here at Charlotte, North Carolina. 225 miles speed up to 138.627 miles per hour as Kaylee Arborough keeps on trucking. The record is 140.065 miles per hour for Buddy Baker a year back. Cale Yarborough first, Richard Petty second, Buddy Baker third, Bobby Allison fourth, all in the same lap. No change over the past 40 laps in the front four. Really no change. In fifth spot, Benny Parsons. In sixth, Trickle. In seventh, Lenny Pond. In eighth, the car number 14, Cuckoo Marlin. In ninth, the number 31 automobile, Jim Vandiver. In tenth, car number 57. And I think we have a change here. That, or rather, car number 54 is the... Just check our numbers for a moment here. That's a new car in 10th position on this rundown. Car number 57, and that is an erroneous number. Let's get it right. That would be 67, Buddy Arrington. Number 67, Arrington, running in 10th position. Then in 11th is the Bullfighter with Dave Marcus. In the 12th position, Cecil Gordon. In 13th is Elmo Langley. 14th, Joe Frisson. 15th is Bill Champion on the move. And 16th is David Sisko. So those are the front 16 at 225 miles. Taking a look at projected pit stops at 160 laps, we are now anticipating that Cale Yarborough will pit at lap number 181, that Bobby Allison will pit at lap 155. Petty, or rather, uh, Allison has been in, that Petty will pit in the next four laps, and that Buddy Baker has an extensive stay out here. We may find him leading for a while. Buddy Baker should be coming in around lap 191, the way they're breaking down on the pit stops at the present time to come in. Here comes Richard Petty, currently running in second place, and we'll check that interval again between first and second position between the automobile, the Chevrolet, and first of Cale Yarborough and the Dodge of Richard Petty. Might note, uh, Ken, uh, Richard Petty's tire wear is, uh, has been very good, although it appears that he has a problem on the track, but I think he's down on horsepower a little bit because he seems to only have his problem when he gets around other cars. And, uh, you know, if you just back off for a split second, uh, sometimes it takes a half a lap or a full lap to get back to speed. And I think it's just when he gets around those cars, he just don't want to let up, so he just stays right on it and, and seems to be handling the car very well. Five and eight-tenth seconds separate first and second place. Kaylee Yarborough leading. And Richard Petty in second place here at Charlotte, North Carolina today. Again, in two weeks, it's Rockingham, where the Grand National get it on, and then they wrap it up. In and here's Buddy Baker making probably maybe a regular pit stop, but he ducked out of the track all of a sudden, just dropped down out of traffic. He is on pit road. By chart, that would be an unscheduled stop. Let's see what happens here. At 161, he is in, but the pit crew was certainly ready for him, and they've got a neat set of uniforms on the Harry Hyde crew today. They're going to come up on the left side and they're going to give him left side rubber on this stop and they're also going under the hood maybe just to adjust the wedge. I can't exactly see what they're doing but uh, inspecting something under the left side, the driver's side of the hood the car's down off the jack now but the hood is still up. They still look at it. He's apparently been having some handling problems. They can't find what they want to find under there but uh, several of the crew members after it. Now the hood is going back down but he's still in the car and the moves away from him. He's on his way again. Back to the tower. Buddy Baker, who has won three of the last four events on this speedway back in the race, and that was kind of a leisurely stop. Harry Hyde took a look at things, 
one underneath the hood, and they were working on it momentarily. And then all of a sudden, uh, he kind of moved back and said, okay, let's lower the hood and put it back in the race. But it wasn't with the intensity that we often see the K&K crew work. It looks like they're running into probably a valve train problem of some type. Before the race, Harry said that they were going to run a real radical cam here to try to get around that plate that they're forced to run. And uh, his car owner, uh, Norris uh, from K&K, said, well, let's take a chance on it. Well, let's try to lead her if we can, get some of this lap money. And if it lasts, it lasts, and it don't, it don't. So maybe they know now that they're starting to have the problem in the valve train. 165 laps are complete here at Charlotte, North Carolina. 165 down, 247 and a half miles of competition in the National 500 for $166,000 they're dueling today with Kaylee Arborough first, Richard Petty second, Buddy Baker has been third. We believe now that Bobby Allison will be showing in third after that last pit stop. The STP Dodge of Richard Petty, four-time Grand National Champion of NASCAR, is in second place here in the National 500. Bobby Allison is pulling on pit road, as is Buddy Arrington. Elmo Langley has been in, and he's ready to go back out to go racing once again in the National 500. 168 laps are complete in this event that sees Kaylee Arborough dominating, picking up $100 a crack every time he turns a lap, and there have been very few laps that he has not led today. They're closing in on records here in the National 500 once again. The 160-lap, 240-mile rundown had the speed climbing to 139.512 miles per hour. The record of 140.168 miles per hour by Richard Petty in 1964 standing, but the 170-lap rundown could see some new records from 1973 here at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. As the cars were running at 160 laps, 240 miles, it was Kaylee Arborough first, Richard Petty second, Buddy Baker third, Bobby Allison fourth. A lap back in fifth was Benny Parsons. In sixth was Dick Trickle. In seventh, Lenny Pond. In eighth was the car number 14 of Cuckoo Marlin. Ninth was Jim Vandiver. Running tenth was the Buddy Arrington car. In eleventh was Dave Marcus. Going twelfth was Harry Gant in the Truxmore car number 90. In 13th was car number 24, Cecil Gordon. In 14th was Elmo Langley. And in 15th was Joe Fasson. Elmo Lang Joe Fasson dropping one position. And Harry Gant, he's been fluctuating between 11th back to 16th. Now he's back up into the 12th position with the Juni Don Levy car. The Truxmore car currently showing in 12th position. Here's a 170-lap rundown for 255 miles. Speed 140.259. Not a record, but boy. Are they inching in? The record is 140.797 for David Pearson back in 1968. Uh, the lead car, car number 11. Kale is shown in the lap by himself after these pit stops, but they'll get that straightened around, and Richard will be back in the same lap with him. And Benny Parsons now shows up in the third spot with his car number 72. Benny Parsons showing in third. Then in fourth is Bobby Allison. In fifth is Buddy Baker. And in the sixth spot is Dick Trickle. Two laps back in seventh is Lenny Pond. Eighth, Vandiver. Ninth is Arrington. And running tenth is car number 14, Cuckoo Marlin. Cuckoo Marlin dropping two spots. He had been as high up as eighth. He is now back to tenth position. In the fifth, I have Dick Brooks, who had to retire from the race a few laps ago, and I wanted to ask him about the conditions on the track. The first, Dick, what happened to your car? Well, I think we broke, uh, started breaking valve springs. We broke one uh, with about 20 laps, and it seemed like another one in another 10 or 15 laps, and it just kept breaking, so things started popping on the racetrack. We've got a 
brand new race car and it was a brand new engine and we spent all the money we got just about to build a thing and hated for something to go wrong with it so we thought we'd better park it. What kind of shape is the track in? Well, it wasn't too awful bad. Uh, of course, this track, I think, gets a little bit rougher every year. Uh, it's been a long time since had any service work done on it, and I think it gets just a little bit rougher every year. But uh, other than that, uh, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't quite as slick as I thought it was going to be after the modified race yesterday. Of course, uh, this morning we made some chassis changes, too, and tightened the car up, so uh, uh, it'd be hard for me to really say what kind of condition it is as far as being, you know, slick or not, but... Uh, we were getting around fairly good. I think we started about 35th, and we were up to about 10th at one point, so that wasn't too awful bad. That's Dick, folks. Back to the tower. Charlotte Motor Speedway, this is the Motor Racing Network. Kelly Arborell continues to command the National 500 here at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. This is Ken Squire and the Motor Racing Network bringing you the action of Grand National Racing today. With us, our racing experts are the former Daytona 500-mile champion, Marvin Patch, and an old adversary of his for many years, who we're kind of hoping will show up out here, racing in the Winston Grand National Series 1974 from Bridalvale, Oregon, Herschel McGriff. And the action we're following right now has Cale Yarborough with the advantage. He has pitted, had a good pit stop, and came right back out fighting. You might say, Ken, while you were talking to uh, Bobby Isaac, uh, Cale made a splendid pit stop, 19 seconds, and uh, right in behind him came Betty Parsons, who got out in 18 seconds. So we're really seeing some fast pit work out here today. The LG DeWitt Racing Team, you know, the folks over in Rockingham and LB North Carolina take so much pride in their effort, and they're proud of Benny Parsons, and they're really working hard to make him number one in the nation, but Petty is working just as hard to take it away from him. Right now, the latest report was that Benny Parsons was running third, and that Petty was running second in this race. It's about 202 points between first and second place in the national standings, and of course that point standing fund is what, about $350,000, so it means something to get it all together at the end of the year. And Benny Parsons, this morning we were talking down on the pit wall. I asked him if Petty was really putting the pressure on, really putting the heat on to win his fifth national championship and take it all away from Benny Parsons. Sure is, Ken. Uh, I guess uh, the pressure is on us. I was kidding Dale about the other day. I said, Dale, who's the pressure on? He came back with you, meaning myself, so fast that I said, well, there must be some pressure there also. But uh, really, how can there be? He's won four of them. Uh, he don't have to prove to anybody that he is a champion. Uh, so I guess the pressure's on us. The pressure sure is on Benny Parsons. When he spoke of Dale, that's Dale Inman, who was the crew chief for Richard Petty. That's Richard's cousin from up there in Randall, North Carolina. The fan club's going to have a gathering up there. The Richard Petty fan club is having a gathering in Randall, North Carolina. I think it's next week, next week Sunday. And fan club representatives from 45 states are coming to a little town of Randall, North Carolina to honor their champion, the four-time national champion, the all-time greatest winning stock car driver of them all, Richard Petty in the S. TP Dodge. This is Hill Overton in turn one. Unfortunately for Buddy Baker Politic, the number 71 Poppy Red Cape Can Insurance Dodge. He's well off his earlier pace. He dropped down one full lane as he negotiates through turns one and two, and uh, therefore not making nearly so good a time as he did earlier. Back to Kinsmart. 180-lap rundown, 270 miles racing fans. The speed here at Charlotte, North Carolina, 140.951. The record is 141.033, and it's still elusive for Cale Yarborough to get back on to a record book here for 10-lap rundown. David Pearson has the mark at 1968 for 180 laps. And the 270-mile rundown through 26 positions, Cale 
is in front, and they have him by one lap over Richard Petty in second, and Benny Parsons in third. In fourth, the car number 12, which is Allison, two laps down. In fifth, the number 71 of Buddy Baker. Then in sixth is Dick Trickle, and this performance by Trickle is simply amazing. In seventh, four or more laps down is Lenny Pond. Eighth, Jim Vandivert. Ninth, Buddy Arrington. Tenth is the number 14 of Cuckoo Marlin. The eleventh spot is car number 90. And the number 90 automobile is being driven by Harry Gant of Taylorsville, North Carolina today. In the twelfth spot is car number two. Dropping back one position is car number two. Bill Champion is going behind the wall. Bill Champion just pulling in. And Champ's car becomes the thirteenth machine to retire from the National 500 today. Continuing our rundown at 180 laps, 270 miles. In that 12th position, Marcus, 13th was Cecil Gordon, 14th was Joe Poisson, 15th was Elmo Langley, 16th on the field was David Sisko, and 17th was Eddie Bond of Bristol, Illinois. In 18th was the number 44, which is Ed McGree from Salem, Missouri. In the 19th position, car number 5, Wendell Scott of Danville, Virginia. In the 20th position, car number 19, Henley Gray, 21st was number 89, Johnny Barnes from Florida. The 22nd position was the number 25 car, which is uh, not Jabe Thomas today, but instead Roy Main. The 23rd position, James Hilton. 24th was Charlie Roberts. 25th was car number 22, Jimmy Crawford. 26th was car number 96, Richard Childress. The 190-lap rundown, which is now being posted, shows at 285 miles that Richard Petty and Cale Yarborough are running in the same lap. Cale is first, Richard is second. They are in the same lap, and we'll be checking the interval between first and second for you. With third spot belonging to Bobby Allison, fourth to car number 71, Buddy Baker, and fifth again is number 72, Benny Parsons. So he was in third on the 180 lap rundown on the 190. He has dropped back to fifth position. About 12 seconds separate first and second. Kaylee Arborough leading by 12 seconds over Richard Petty in the $166,000 National 500 at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. $17,000 for first place today, but just as important for every lap that you lead in this race, there's a $100 prize. So we asked Kaylee Arborough, who is continuing to lick up those $100 lap prizes, if this would change his style in today's competition, because he always likes to win. Well, it looks like uh, whoever dreamed this uh, scheme up uh, was really thinking about me, because I like to run hard all day, and I like to lead as many laps as I possibly can, and I also like to win the race. So this is what we'll, we'll be after. We'll try to lead every lap if possible and also win the race. And that's just exactly what Kaylee Arboro is doing. He is dominating the National 500 with the crash of the David Pearson car completely demolished and the pylon wiper blade car, Charlie Glotzbach, when they tangled in turn number four and it looked like they were going right to the fence they hit with such impact. That reminded you a little bit as they started into that turn four of that wild crash between Lee Petty and Johnny Bocamp years ago at Daytona Beach. He had him center punched and looked like they were going out of the park, but the cars are wrecked, the drivers are okay, and there's a little dent in the wall, but it held up as these 3,800-pound cars whacked into them at over 150 miles per hour in turn four. Let's go to turn four in Barney Hall. And as the race progresses this afternoon, we're just sitting here looking.
looking at some of the automobiles that are still running. A lot of guys make all 32 races a year. We talk about the leaders all day long and the competition up front, and it is super good everywhere we go. But there are a lot of guys that never get the recognition they deserve, guys that run all the races, guys like Eddie Bond, Jim Vandiver, Cuckoo Marlin, uh, Cecil Gordon, Richard Brown, Bill Champion. They make all the races, and a dozen or so other guys all year. They're running this afternoon. The attrition rate has not been good. The way they finish, these fellows who run back in the pack is not indicative of the talent at all. This is simply a matter of economics. They do not have the first-class equipment that the front runners do, but they run just as hard. We're watching a lot of battles around the speedway this afternoon between some of those guys. Let's go back to the tower. Number 44, the Edna Gree car, which uh, in reality is the Dick Brown car out of Claremont, uh, North Carolina, is now retired. That is the 14th car of 41 to retire. And that leaves us at the present time with 27 automobiles still on the field. We are at 201 laps. 201 complete. That gets us to 300 and a half miles down in the National 500. Our old saddle mate, Marvin Panch, is back with us once again after a little respite with Herschel McGriff filling in for him for the few moments today. How are you feeling now, Mark? Oh, I feel fine. I'm feeling great all day. In turn one, we had a little drop kick there. Car number 14, Cuckoo Marlin, touched the back end of number 31, Jim Vandiver, but no harm done. Both cars now still proceeding down the back straightaway, perhaps at a reduced speed. Barney Hall, perhaps you'll want to check them out. I think Jim Vandiver's a little bit off the pace. He may have a problem. Jim has been slowing up coming off the corners every time around for the last few laps, and he's way off the pace of the leaders now. Let's go back to the tower. 205 laps down, the 200-lap rundown for 300 miles, 141.379 miles per hour, and we have a new record. The old record was 138.621 by Richard Petty in 64, and now the new speed and the new record that goes into the book for the National 500 in Charlotte, North Carolina, is Cale Yarborough, 1973, at 200 laps, 300 miles, averaging 141.379 miles per hour in the Junior Johnson Prepared Car Care Chevrolet. Say, I might remind you folks around the country listening to our broadcast today, if you like a little insight on the story of Junior Johnson, the motion picture, The Last American Hero, has been getting some very, very good ratings, and it's the story of Junior Johnson, based upon, I think, one of the finest short stories ever written about the sport. An article by Tom Wolfe for Esquire magazine, and that article has just been republished in the latest Esquire magazine called The Last American Hero, Junior Johnson. Yes, indeed. And Junior's car running so magnificently today. It's been a great year for Junior. After some real bad luck at the beginning of the season, the Car Care Chevrolet has been performing very well. Nearly won Martinsville last week, and here comes Petty, and he almost came in sideways as he came off the track, down out of turn four, and onto pit road in the STP Dodge. Richard Petty rolls in for another pit stop here in the National 500 at Charlotte, North Carolina. Here's Jim Vandiver pulling in, and Albo Langley, the domination of Kelly however, has been the entire story of this race. It has been a virtuoso performance by the driver from Timmonsville, South Carolina, who uh, someday may return the pits. Well, Richard Penny has just gotten the tank of gas and tires on the right side, and now is on his way out. We talked a while ago with Maurice Penny, Richard's brother and uh, the chief mechanic on the car. He said that he felt that Kale was about two-fifths of a second faster to a left than was Richard, and that Kale is running just as strong now as he was at the start of the race. And by the way, car number 10, Bill Champion back in the race car number 44 the car driven by Ed McGee is out of the race here's Richard's tire he had a badly cut uh, left tire and they're pulling it over here now but we've got a good look at it he's got tires on that side on the right side rather and he's on the way back back to the tower 
that would be the reason for him coming in a little skitterish off turn number four with a tire cutting down on the STP Dodge of Richard Petty. 220 laps, 330 miles. Cale Yarborough has just shattered another speedway record here at Charlotte, North Carolina. The old record, 136.301 miles per hour. Pearson in 68, the new record, 1973, National 500. Cale Yarborough, six miles an hour faster at 142.292 miles per hour with the Car Care Chevrolet. We almost had a jam session at the top of turn number four is the little bullfighter. The Matador pulled on a pit road. Buddy Baker was right behind him. Here's the story from Barney Hall. Yeah, they've had problems all afternoon getting off this fourth corner. It's a little bit slippery, and they stay in the high groove for the last minute of it. Cut down, and Marcus came down that time, and Buddy Baker almost ran slap over him in that big dog automobile. Baker's out of the pits, and looks like Baker's going behind the wall. Baker's going behind the wall, and the leader is in the pits also. Let's go back to the tower. Charlie Harville. But he started to pull it behind the wall and then got a signal to pull it on into the garage area. He started apparently to go to the area of his pit crew. Very hard pointed towards the garage area, and that's apparently it for the day for Buddy Baker. That last picture stopped before this one was an unscheduled stop. They still don't know what was wrong with the car. The engine just not running properly. Back to the tower. Nord Korskopf has his team in. Wait a minute, we got a tire loose down here. It's Kelly Yarbrough's car. That was the one that came off. It was not the one they were putting on. They're going all the way around on rubber. They're putting four tires. Do we have a clock on Kale? Going all the way around. The leader is in the pits. The tires are popping off. The new ones are going on. The right side has already been changed. The left side changed. And an ovation coming up for that great pit stop. This crowd giving a great cheer to the Junior Johnson pit crew. As car number 11 is back underway, they have changed four tires, put in 22 gallons of gas, and sent Kale Yarborough back on his way in 32 seconds. And I'd like to uh, congratulate Turkey Minton on that pit stop. I'm watching him real close. Herb Nab is on the right front, Turkey Minton on the right rear. And then they ran around the car and took care of the left front and the left rear. Well, congratulations, Turkey. You beat Herb that time. You beat him a pit stop before. So give you something to brag about. 220 lap rundown, 330 miles. As we mentioned, there was a six up. There goes the Matador out of the ballpark. The Matador is being put behind the wall. It's done for the day and retired. And so is Norma 25, Roy Main's car. That's the Jabe Thomas car. Roy Main has been driving it today. So, the Bill Champion out. This means that we are on our 14th car out in Roy, Maine. Ken, excuse me, let me correct you. Bill Champion just went by here again. He's been going by That's here correct. about as often as he's been going by the track, but he just went by on his way back onto the track once more. We, the we scratched him out of our, our list of cars that retired and put him back on the active list, which would make the 13th car out of the race, Edna Gree. The 14th car out was Roy, Maine, and now the 15th car out of the race was car number two. And the Matador has retired. Dave Marcus with the only factory racing car that is now in competition. So. We have a car smoking down low in turns one and two. It's number 18, Joe Fersan in the Dodge automobile. Back to the tower. Let's check that automobile, Barney Hall, as it comes up on you. That 220-lap rundown, 330 miles, Kaylee Arbro leading, Petty in second, and I believe Petty is back in the same lap with the leader now. Then in third, Allison, fourth, Baker. He is now retired, and this moves Benny Parsons up. We'll be talking to Benny Parsons a little bit more about this tremendous battle between himself and Richard Petty later. And in fifth spot is the boy from Wisconsin Rapids, Wisconsin. This uh, young runner making his first super speedway appearance who last year, I think the number is 67 feature events in one season for Dick Trickle in car number one. 
So anyway, he is now up into the fifth position with Baker's retirement from the race. And speaking of Dick Trickle, uh, evidently A&W Root Beer sponsors Dick up in the Wisconsin area. And when he came down here, I see he's got A&W Root Beer on his uh, uh, Junior Johnson car. So he brought his sponsor right along with him. Results coming up from Watkins Glen, New York, on the Motor Racing Network this afternoon, and also from the hydroplane races in Daytona Beach, Florida. So stay tuned for those throughout this afternoon around the United States. We're broadcasting to you from Charlotte, North Carolina today. It's the National 500, November 18th. We'll be with you in College Station, Texas, for the Texas 500, which will be the summation of the season when they decide the national championship between Petty and Lookout. Here comes Cecil Gordon with hood problems. And lost a pin on the left side, and he has his visibility reduced by at least 30%. If he does not come in, we'll see a black consultation flag brought out by NASCAR officials on that automobile. I think he'll be coming in. His pit crew is right in front of me here, and they pointed to the loose hood, and they're getting ready for him to make a pit stop right now. Incidentally, in the Junior Johnson crew, Junior, after getting gas in his eyes, relinquished the gas job to somebody else, took over the job of changing one of the tires. The crew member who put the gas in on the last stop got gas in his eyes, and he's getting first aid now. Back to Ken Squire. We have a change of leadership after these pit stops at 244 laps. We're 366 miles into the National 500. Richard Petty, the STP Dodge, is back in first place. The Car Care Chevrolet with Kaylee Arborough is now in second. Bobby Allison, the Coke Machine, is in third. And the number one in the nation, Benny Parsons, the national standings, is running fourth. And we'll be talking with car owner L.G. DeWitt very shortly here today. 245 laps are down, and we're showing Richard Petty in front and Kaylee Arborough in second here this afternoon in the National 500 from Charlotte, North Carolina. Benny Parsons continues to hold right on in fifth place. Benny is doing just a tremendous job, and he certainly is pushing this car for all it's worth as he tries to win the number one spot in the nation. I asked Benny this morning what the toughest part of the Charlotte Motor Speedway was. I think going in turn one, uh, that hump as you enter turn one, uh, you know, during practice when there's you're just out there alone by yourself, it's no problem to drive over the hump and go on in the corner. But then when you get uh, racing with people and go on the outside of somebody into that corner, you back off a little earlier, and sometimes you want to back off right as you go over the hump. And that's a very, very bad thing to do because it just when a car comes back down and settles back down, it's uh, untelling which way it's going to go. That's Benny Parsons, who is now shown in fourth. Bill Champion's car goes back to the garage another time in the race. Benny Parsons in car number 72, battling to be the national champion of NASCAR. As the race continues, Petty is in front. Kelly Arborough is in second. And what about the interval, Marvin? Well, we're sitting here. Herschel had the interval just a few minutes ago. Hersh, do you remember what it was? 12-second sec interval. 12-second between first and second. Let's go down to the track. Turn number one and Hill Overton. All right, I think the difference between uh, Richard Petty coming from behind is the fact that he's handling so much better in the turns one and two than he was earlier. That car, now that the track has gotten slick, is going through and tracking very, very well. He isn't as loose. Tires are not smoking now. And uh, Cale Yarbrough, prior to going to the fence for four tires, was handling uh, a little bit squarely for Cale. Cale, who has been uh, smooth as silk all day long, is now driving well again through turns one and two. And uh, that's the way it looks from here. Back to the tower. 240 laps, 360-mile rundown. 
as we observe the Champion Motor Home scoreboard, there are 254 complete. This was our 240 rundown. Petty leading, Kale second, Bobby Allison third a lap back, two laps back, Denny Parsons in fourth. In fifth is Dick Trickle. In sixth, Lenny Pond. In seventh, Cuckoo Marlin. In eighth, Buddy Arrington. Ninth, Jim Vandiver. Tenth, Joe Frisson. And eleventh, David Sisko. And a speed at 240 laps. Well, Richard Petty had himself a record at 142.464 miles per hour. Petty broke the old mark. And the old record was 134.439. Imagine that. Over 8 mile an hour breaking the record, or nearly 8 miles an hour. That record went back to 1968, David Pearson. Petty's mark, 142.464 for 360 of the national 500 miles at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. The interval between first and second is closing. Cale Yarborough is moving up. But remember, they always say Petty lap. Running with the leaders at the halfway mark in the race, you can pack your suitcase and go home because he's going to go home with first place before it's over. And they feel also that way about David Pearson. The reason being that the Petties are such specialists in the business of suspension. They do not rely on tires to go faster to win races. So usually, they do not qualify as fast as some other automobiles. But when the going gets slick, they get slicker. And they handle very well when the track gets a little oily and greasy and they seem to have one up on some other competitors in just one area. And here's Petty, right now leading. He has never won this race. This is his jinx track. He's never won the World 600. He's never won the National 500, although he's won 155 races in his career, including Martinsville, Virginia, last Sunday. He's out in front right now. Cale Yarborough is in second place, and he is closing. And as we move down towards the concluding laps of this race, we're 390 of 500 miles down, we could be building to another thrilling Grand National finish. Here's the rundown for 250 laps. Another new record for Richard Petty. He breaks his mark of 1964 of 133.690, and the new record established here on this lovely October day in Charlotte, North Carolina, is 142.917 miles per hour. Richard Petty, new record in the book in Charlotte for 375 miles. Petty in first by 13 seconds over Cayley Arborough in second. One lap back in third, Bobby Allison in the Coke machine in fourth, Benny Parsons, and then in fifth is car number one, Dick Trickle of Wisconsin Rapids, Wisconsin, the A&W Root Beer Chevrolet. In the sixth position is car number 14, Cuckoo Marlin. In the seventh position, Lenny Pond. In the eighth, Buddy Arrington. Running ninth is Harry Gant. Now, this is the best that Gant has shown up today in a Cruxmore car. He has run as high as 11th earlier. Now he is shown in ninth position. In 10th is Cecil Gordon. Running 11th, car number 18, Joe Prasad. We're seeing Walter Ballard retire. Number 30, Walter Ballard's car. The blue, yellow, numeraled automobile is going back behind the wall, and we have him down as the 16th automobile to retire from the race. The 260 60-lap rundown is in for 390 miles, and again, Petty has himself a mark. Richard Petty at 143.338 miles per hour. The old mark, 134.277. Petty first. Kale second. Going third, a lap back was Bobby Allison. Then in fourth was Benny Parsons. In fifth, trickle. In sixth, Cuckoo Marlin. In seventh, Lenny Pond. 
in eighth, Arrington. Back to ninth comes Vandiver. And into tenth, Cecil Gordon. And Harry Gant falls back to 11th. So he's been up. We have some real fluctuating positions back here in the back end of the front ten. Walter Ballard's car went behind the wall. Now it's coming back out again. So hold the phone on eliminating Walter Ballard from the race. He's headed down pit road. We can take the eraser out and put Ballard right back in business on our count today. The power boat racing, hydroplane racing today. It's now 12 and a half seconds between first and second as Kale gets it on here this afternoon. On chases down Richard Petty. On pit road, we just checked with Maurice Petty, and he says that one more pit stop will do it. That may be stretching it a little bit, though. They can only go about 60 laps if they stay under the green on about 60 laps on a tank of gas. What? Maurice says one more stop will do it, and he's the ball. Back to the tower. Guess why Richard, Richard Petty is in the pits. Richard Petty off the, off the fourth corner and is on pit road. Here is Petty now coming in. Pit crew ready for him. 270 laps is where he's coming in. That's 405 miles. That's going to be awfully close, Marvin, to go to the finish. 405. He's got to come in again. It sure is. I don't know if Petty can make it, but Maurice just told him that he could. So Dale Edmund won, and so we just have to wait and see what happens. Of course, they're probably planning on another caution flag, which would enable them to make a stop without any penalty. And uh, they may be planning that that will happen for them. Back to the penalty. Kale Yarborough retakes the lead. Yarborough is again number one in picking up those $100 a lap checks here at Charlotte, North Carolina. That was an 18-second pit stop on this. We just checked with the Junior Johnson pits also and asked them, and they gave the same answer. Junior says yes, uh, one more pit stop will do it, and uh, they think uh, the number 11 crew think they're fastest, and they think that gives them an A. Back to the tower. The reason why Junior's crew can't make it one more pit stop, they made theirs quite a bit later than Petty. Remember, Petty kind of had an unscheduled one there, uh, which put him in this much earlier than Kale. From Charlotte Motor Speedway, this is the Motor Racing Network. 43. Richard Petty has led 37 laps. That comes up to $3,700 this afternoon. But Kaylee Arborough still is dominating the lap money earned. I'm not sure what the total is right now on him. Here's Walter Ballard's car going behind the wall another time. He's been in earlier to the garage area and then returned to racing. He's back in there once again in the blue, yellow numeral car. Barney Hall in turn four. Yeah, I've been watching Wendell Scott. It's his first race since that crash at Talladega. He's doing a great job here today. He's just been running consistent laps, one right after the other. He's still very much in the race. He has a pretty good car under himself here this afternoon. He's driven a real good race. It's very, very grateful to see him back here at Charlotte Motor Speedway and making a return to Grand National Racing. Richard Petty must be having some thoughts right about now. He's never won this race. I talked to him a couple of times this week. Did it bug him or did it bug his pit crew? He said it bugged the pit crew more than himself, the fact that he'd never won here. There's a couple of other tracks around the circuit that he has never won at. And at this stage of the race, he's in a good shape to win it. It's going to be real close between he and Yarborough, but he's in the best position he's been to win the World 600 or the National 500, rather. So I wonder what's going through his mind right now. Let's go back to the tower. $17,000 for victory in this $166,000 pot. Kaylee Yarbrough and lap money has now won $20,500 already this afternoon with this great performance in the Car Care Chevrolet. On the Champion Motorhome scoreboard, Kale is in first. Richard Petty is showing his second. And now, Benny Parsons to third. Bobby Allison followed.
falling to fourth, car number one, Dick Trickle showing in fifth position. Those are the standings currently here in the National 500 at Charlotte, North Carolina. Another new record at 280 laps, 420 miles. The new record is 143.958 miles per hour, 10 miles an hour faster than the record of Bobby Allison just this spring in the World 600. Allison's old mark was 133.557 miles per hour, so Kale has bettered it by better than 10 miles an hour. Kale first, Richard Petty second on 280 laps with 80 miles to go. It was Benny Parsons third, and here's Parsons now pitting. Allison fourth, Trickle fifth. Cuckoo Marlin, 6th, Lenny Pond, 7th, Jim Vandiver, 8th, Cecil Gordon, 9th, Buddy Arrington, 10th, Elmo Langley, 11th, and David Sisko, number 05 from Nashville, Tennessee, was running in 12th. For our racing fans uh, all around the country, Marty Robbins was supposed to be here. We understand that one of his bulls kind of got to one of his arms and either suffered a dislocated shoulder or a, a, a badly busted up arm, and therefore he's not here at Charlotte this time. And so why don't you racing fans drop a line to Marty Robbins down in Franklin, Tennessee, uh, his home part of the world. Certainly well known for his music endeavors and also highly recognized by these drivers as a fine racer. He proved that in the short track racing in the Nashville Fairgrounds. And he was rookie of the race in Darlington a year back. And Marty is on the men, but he's not here at Charlotte this time. And I know that racing fans all over the country, as well as country music and music fans generally, sorry to hear that he's not out here enjoying his favorite sport. I think you might do well to drop him a card. At Charlotte Motor Speedway, 286 laps down. Car number 11 is out in front. Kelly Yarborough continuing to lead the National 500. 286 laps are in the books now here. Let's remind you. Body Hall at turn four. I think uh, Cuckoo Marlin probably just dropped an inch and he's down pit road. A lot of smoke coming out of the breathing out of that automobile as he moves down pit road, Ken. He's, looks like he's uncorked one out through the headers. Uh, big plume of smoke. That could be bad and could be the end of the sixth place runner today, which would move Lenny Pond up. I'll tell you, when they vote for Rookie of the Year this year, they're going to have their hands full between Darrell Waltrip, who's had a second place finish this year, and Lenny Pond has been up in fifth and sixth and is really closing on ground here in the National 500 this afternoon. We're watching as they're changing right side rubber and a plume of smoke continues to follow the activity in car number 14, Cuckoo Marlin of Columbia, Tennessee's pits. 294 laps are down. We're waiting on Kelly Arborough to pit 440 miles are complete. Here's the 290 lap rundown. Again, we have a new record for Kelly Arborough. The mark is 144.331 miles per hour. Richard Petty trying to win for the first time in his racing career at Charlotte is running in second place in the third spot Bobby Allison in fourth Benny Parsons fifth Dick Trickle in sixth the car number 14 that's Cuckoo Marlin who seems to be losing ground rapidly now they're rolling the car backwards and into the garage area that'll bring him back in the standing seventh Lenny Pond eighth Vandiver ninth Buddy Arrington tenth Elmo Langley eleventh Cecil Gordon twelfth Jim Vandiver falling back 13th, Joe Fasson, 14th, David Sisko, and 15th is Eddie Bond of Bristol, Illinois. Eddie Bond staying up in 15th position now in the National 500 here at Charlotte, North Carolina. So as it gets down towards an ending, if you're just joining us, David Pearson and Charlie Glotzbach wrecked a bad one in turn four today, which crunched their cars and looked beyond repair, but these guys are amazing. Here comes your leader. Here comes car number 11. 
Kale Yarborough is on pit road. This could keep the key moment in the race. He's in at the perfect pit stop. He's come down from 150 miles per hour over the past few miles. He is in. Here comes Richard Petty down the backstretch. Petty's moving into turn three. Right side rubber is being applied to Kale's car. Into turn four moves Petty. The jack comes down. Kale comes back on the track. Petty comes down to the dogleg. And listen to this crowd go wild. 70,000 pounds strong. Standing, cheering for their favorite. As they come on the track, Petty takes the lead. Richard Petty has 70,000 people applauding. Or vice versa, some of them very much Kelly Arboro fans. As he goes down the back stretch in first place. An excellent pit stop by Kale. And the interval looks to be about three seconds. Let's check it as they come around to complete lap number 299. 448 and a half miles by the interval. One and three-tenths seconds between first and second place. They've been under green now for 150 miles. It's so typical of the competition that NASCAR offers racing fans throughout the United States. We're down to the nitty-gritty, and there's one and three-tenths seconds between first and second, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be another typical Grand National finish here before 70,000 racing fans at Charlotte, North Carolina. That pit stop was real quick for Junior that day. Fifteen and a half seconds, two tires and gas. In turn number three, Cale Yarborough is on Richard Petty's rear bumper. The pressure is on. Neither Petty nor Cale Yarborough have ever won at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. They come into the main straightaway. Down they come. It's Richard Petty first. Cale Yarborough in second. They go into turn number one side by side. And Richard Petty takes the high road, taking the low road. Cale Yarborough, he can't do it. Richard Petty bites him off. Coming off turn two. Down turn two in the back shoot. An STP Dodge barreling along the back straightaway right now. Cale Yarbrough just checking on the outside and inside. Here he comes to the inside. He's up alongside of Petty in turn number three. Swings back out. Just gets a fender inside. And Petty comes down off the turn. They're door to door in turn four. Richard Petty squeezes back out front by just inches. And it's going to be a dead heat in front of you, Ken. It's, it is Cale Yarbrough. It's Yarbrough by half a foot going down into turn one. Yarbrough on the inside. Petty on the high side. Into turn. There's side-by-side. Side. Petty back in front in turn two. And off turn two, Richard Petty with about a foot. Now Cale Yarbrough comes up two feet down the back shoot. Neck and neck. There they go. A dead heat down the back straightaway to Barney. Everybody's moving over, giving them racing room, and boy, do they need it. They're in turn three, running up on the bumper of Cecil Gordon, and both have to go a little bit high, and Cale gets squirrely, almost lost that automobile, and Petty moves out front by about four colleagues out of turn four. 456 of 500 miles complete. The STP Dodge is first. Cale Yarbrough Car Care Chevrolet is second. Back in third, Bobby Allison in fourth is Benny Parsons. It's Richard Petty extending his lead now to 10 car lengths in the second turn. And still holding on to that lead, although down the back chute, I believe, Pearson, our correction, Yarborough has just a little bit more power down the back chute to Barney Hall. Cale should have just a little bit of an advantage. He changed tires that last pit stop, so he should handle just a little better. Richard has a two-car length separation on Cale now. They're out of turn four. Betty shows the way down into the trioval. 29 laps to go on this bank. Mile and a half track before over 70,000. North Carolinian racing enthusiast Cale Arborough comes back on the inside in turn one. The candy apple red and blue, Petty Blue STP Dodge shows the way off turn two in single file now. It's Cale Yarbrough closing the gap down the back chute. Let's see if he can catch.
vacuum in turn three. Richard Petty, with never a victory here at Charlotte Motor Speedway, hanging on desperately to his lead right now. He does not want Cale Yarborough in front. Yarborough's going to climb on the outside in turn three. He gets a little high, and he has to back off coming out of turn four. And again, Petty, just one car length in front. Cale almost stuffed himself on the wall in the fourth turn, right up in the marbles, in the loose stuff, manhandling that car like it was a dirt track car. He got control, moves right in the rear bumper and holds on to Petty in the second turn. And slam-bang fashion through turns one and two. Still Richard Petty showing the way in the STP Dodge. Car care, red, white, and blue Chevrolet gaining ground down the back chute. Two of the veterans of this sport, Cale has felt him out on the outside and down to the inside. He's not found a hole around him yet. This time, Petty comes very low out of turn four. Cale high on the outside still. No room to get around. And one car length continues to separate first and second position. 19 Grand National wins for Cale Yarbrough. He tries the outside. And the two of them both were squirrely going into turn number one. As that car, number 43, danced its way up to the wall. Cale had to touch the brakes or he would have had him right in the trunk. Out of the second turn and down the back stretch. Richard Petty is in front, Cale Yarborough, number two. It's a decision, a shootout for $166,000 between two of the greatest names in motor racing today. Richard Petty on the inside, Cale Yarborough back on the outside in turn four. It's a hard job for the man up front to kind of watch the racetrack ahead and watch the fellow behind you who's trying to get around. And Cale is putting every bit of pressure he can put on Richard Petty in front of you, Ken Squire. Averaging over 154 miles an hour per lap, Petty stays in front on a greasy, slippery racetrack, which is now seen 307 of 334 laps run in this 500-mile event. Jim Vandiver is in on pit road. Down the back stretch, Cale Yarborough inches back up to take another shot at Petty. Petty down again in the center groove. I think Richard's running right in the center because that way he can move up and block Yarborough or he can move down on him. Cale's high on the outside again and again. Petty comes right out to the wall as Cale tried to squeeze around. There's no room again. Crowd on its feet and watching Cale Yarborough go back to the outside and Petty closes the door. Cale goes to the inside and turn one. And the stubby little ex fullback from Timmonsville, South Carolina trying valiantly, trying to get around the STP Dodge pilot, Richard Petty. Can't do it off turn two. About two car links lead now with Petty leading the way down the back chute. Cale has accumulated a pile of lap money here today. He could probably win more in lap money than he can if he wins the race. Up underneath Richard Petty, but he wants that victory lap. Down underneath Richard, he tries him on the inside and Petty just swings out and puts that STP Dodge about a car length ahead. Down they come. Petty in first. Cale is in second. Back they go into turn number one. Cale is again on the inside going for the first place. Cale holds it down low, trying to get underneath Petty. Can't do it again as Petty takes the high road just about always in turn two. And Cale Yarbrough now again a car length behind Richard Petty's STP Dodge down into three. Tremendous pressure on both these drivers. Here's Cale to the inside this time as they come into turn three. He's got maneuvering room. He's up alongside Richard Petty. Has that car care Chevrolet door to door and he may well get the lead this time. They're exactly a dead heat out of turn four. Can Petty slave him off? As they come to the line, it is Cale Yarborough in front. Yarborough back in front. And he gets right down in the grass, raising the dust at 150 miles an hour as he goes into turn one. Stack two deep into turn one, and Richard Petty comes off a car length ahead again, pulls Cale Yarborough off turn two. What a battle we've had here between these two grand national champions. Cale Yarborough just keeping the pressure on Richard Petty until they maybe get down to that final lap of this race can be decided in a 100-foot stretch of that front straightaway and start finish line. Petty is in the center groove. Cale rides to the outside. Richard chops him off again in turn four, and here goes 
Hale to the outside, this time in front of Uken. Hale Yarborough is rim riding. He's right up to the wall. He's inches away from it, and he inches himself back in front of Petty. Petty fights him off door to door. There they go. Hale Yarborough around the outside. Hale Yarborough stands 70,000 people on their ear. Here at Charlotte, North Carolina, goes out in front by three. Four car lengths down the back stretch as he's bagged Petty going into the third turn. Now it's Richard Petty's turn to overhaul Cale Yarborough. Cale came from about four seconds down and takes Petty down. Richard, just one, two car lengths behind as they come out of turn number four. They'll be moving up on the bumper of Elmo Langley. Petty has got it back in his sights. They left James Hilton, Elmo Langley, going to turn one. Here's the 310-lap rundown, 465 miles. Give another record to Richard Petty. Here at Charlotte, North Carolina, Richard Petty has just broken the old mark by nine miles an hour, 144.584 miles per hour. The old mark, 135.239, Bobby Allison last spring. It's Petty in front, Gale in second. Denny Parsons is in third. Bobby Allison is in fourth, running in fifth. Is Trickle running six is Lenny Pond, seventh is Cuckoo Marlin, eighth is Arrington, going ninth is Elmo Langley, tenth is Cecil Gordon, eleventh Jim Vandiver. But the story is all in first place, as it is so often. There have been very few cautions in this race, and right at the finish, so typical of this great grand national racing. Two of the all-time greatest stars that NASCAR has ever had, Cale Yarborough and Richard Petty, are fighting it out to win the National 500 this afternoon. Cale slides high in turn three. Then he got down to the inside and was up alongside for just a split second and Cale finds a little racing room coming out of the corner and chops him off and still maintains the lead. Chevrolet first, Dodge in second as they move into the final miles of the National 500. One car length separates first and second place in the National 500. Three hours, 17 minutes into the race, and all of a sudden the press corps and photographers begin to filter into victory circle here at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. But they don't know who's going to be there, either Cale or Richard, or if they get tangled up, look out, Benny Parsons is running third. Down they go into turn number three. It's Cale first in the Chevrolet. The STP Dodge is second, and here comes Petty flanking on the inside this time. Cale Yarborough pulls right in and tucks in behind him as he moves by Barney Hall. Petty seems to find a little power in turns three and four just to get underneath Cale, but he doesn't have enough coming off the corner, and he's not handling well enough, seems like, to get around him as they move into turn one. It'll be interesting to see Petty's comments at the end of this race about the handling characteristics of this automobile, but he's giving it his everything. 37 years old, 155 times a winner, four-time national champion, trying to win the national title for the fifth time this year. Benny Parsons currently running third in this race, trying to pull the unprecedented and beat Petty for the national championship out of turn four again. Petty shot down low, but Kale had the power coming out, and he just pulled by two car lengths. Petty across the start-finish line again. 319 of 334 laps complete. We're working the 320th lap, and the cars are in turn two. Slam bank style into turn two. Richard Petty tried to get high to go around Kale Yarber. Kale would have none of that. Let his car drift high, uh, shutting off Richard to turn three. Kale down into the bottom of turn three. He's running up on the bumper of Bobby Allison right now. And Betty still just one car length back. Richard has found out, I believe, that he cannot get around Kale on the inside. Coming off turn four, if he gets him, he's going to have to get him on the outside. They're in front of you, Ken Squire. 20 miles to go. Kale Yarborough first, Richard Petty second, and this is what this crowd has been waiting for, another showdown between Chevrolet and Dodge in Grand National Competition. The interval is one car length out of turn two. 
And the shootout continues down the back straightaway. This time, uh, Petty closing up ever closer onto the back buffer, going high into turn three. Last weekend, these two drivers had the same kind of situation at Martinsville, Virginia. Petty came away the winner, and I imagine Cale is remembering that right about now as he tries desperately to stave off Richard Petty and keep him back in second position. They're in turn one. One year ago, neither Petty nor Allison were in the front five when I got down for a finish. Today, they're there and strong. One or the other is expected to win it. A lot can happen between now and the end of this race. 321 laps working. That'll get us down very, very close into the final few laps. With 320 down, we have 334 to mark terminal in the race, and that'll be 14 laps away. Here they come once again. They're lapping Lenny Pond as they move into the dogleg. Across the line, it is Kelly Armour first, Richard Petty second. They've also lapped Allison, Wendell Scott, who is still running strong, and Charlie Roberts of Anniston, Alabama. Wendell is in for a good finish when this one is over, Marvin, but the emphasis is all on first place. Kale first, Richard second. Is Richard just toying with Kale? Does he have more, or is he working with everything he's got at the present time? Petty's a very cool customer, and he could be playing a conservative hand right for the finish and out of turn four, make his move to win the heavy dollars now. He pays 17000 to win. You can be sure this $166,000 jackpot, that's the number that Richard Petty is considering. With 320 laps complete, 480 miles down, another new record this time for Cale Yarborough, knocking down Charlie Glotzbach's mark of 1968 at 134.747. It's going to be very close on gas for Petty. Of course, he's lightening that load at about 6 pounds per gallon. That's 120 pounds of additional weight. Every pound and ounce counts in these cars. You'd think when they get into 3,800-pound racers that they could uh, give up 3 or 4 pounds, but they weigh them right to the letter. And Petty will be running a little bit lighter at the end than Will Cale. It's Cale first, Richard second, Bobby Allison third, Benny Parsons fourth, Dick Trickle is fifth, the Lenny Pond car is sixth, Buddy Harrington seventh, Dalmo Langley is eighth, back to ninth moves Harry Gant with ten laps to go, and running in tenth spot, we've now reached up there to 324, we have Cecil Gordon running in the tenth position. Harry Gant pulling into ninth. He was back in 12th a couple of, in the last 10-lap rundown. So the Truxmore automobile once again makes itself shown in the top 10. It's being overlapped right now. That car number 90 is running in 10th position. Is being overlapped by the leader, Kelly Yarborough, as he dives into the first turn. Kale Yarber evidently appearing to uh, hold uh, about a 10-car length lead right now over Richard Petty. Richard perhaps playing the waiting game, saving gas for that final drive in the last few laps. On the back stretch. It looks like Kale's getting a bit of an advantage, Barney Hall. Kale is pulling away. He's perhaps 10, 12 car lengths out front, and I don't believe Richard is sandbagging. He's running that automobile just as hard as it'll run, but he is not handling in the turns as well as that car has at times, Ken. They can break right to the finish, which makes this sport a man against man of the common denominator of the machine, that unique sport that is so much a part of the American scene. And here are these two well-prepared, carefully groomed cars. Pressure is just as intense upon these crews who put hundreds of hours into these cars. They're feeling it just as much as those drivers right now, and in some ways perhaps more, because the drivers have got plenty to do out there, and all these crews can do is hope and pray and watch these cars flash by with now 327 of 334 laps complete. At 327, we have completed 490 and a half miles, and that checkered flag is within sight. Here comes the horseshoe of 
roses being taken to the victory circle for either Kale Yarborough or Richard Petty. Marvin Panch. Uh, just from watching the two cars, I would say Petty has a little advantage going into the first turn. He seems to be able to close a little there, but Kale really has advantage on Petty. Uh, down near the end of the straightaway, by watching him go down the back stretch, he starts pulling uh, Petty down near the end, and Kale has a tendency to get into turn three a little bit better than Petty. So the way it's going now that Petty was chasing so hard, I think Petty got his tires a little warm, and that gave Kale a little bit of an edge he's got now. Kale is definitely, looks like he's pulling away from Petty. His greatest season was 1968 when he won six grand national races and $136,000 in purse is now leading. He has never won at the Charlotte Motor Speedway, nor has Richard Petty. And right now, Cale is building up a little bit of a lead. It's about 12, maybe 14 car lengths between first and second place. And it looks like Richard Petty is giving her all she's got. And he can't quite contain the fleet. Timmonsville, South Carolina flash, Cale Yarborough. Well, it's now or never time for Richard Petty with about three laps, less than three laps showing on the board. And Petty perhaps gaining just a little off turn two down the back chute. Still some, oh, 12, 15 car lengths behind Cale Yarbrough. Yarbrough shoots into turn number three. You can't take anything away from this little diminutive driver from Timothville, South Carolina. He'll drive the wheels off a race car. And any driver he competes against will tell you the same thing. Cale has pushed this car care Chevrolet all day to the front. He has dominated this field. Looks like Richard Childress may be popping an engine right to trial again. Indeed he is. He's blown something. There's a wheel of smoke out behind him, following him down into turn number one. Let's see if a caution's going to come out. We're down towards the end. If Kale wins today, this would be his fourth win of the season, and this would be his second best Grand National season ever. His best, of course, was 68. 1970, he won three. He's already won three this year. They move into the into the turn four area. Lap 332. Here they come down for a white flag. One lap to go. Cale Yarborough in front. Richard Petty in second. Still third is Bobby Allison wheeling in the fourth position. Benny Parsons. Parsons will maintain his number one spot in the nation's ratings when they move to Rockingham two weeks away. But Petty will have inched up a little. The field moves down into turn number three on the final lap. Cale Yarborough down to the bottom of the racetrack as Richard Childress coasts around the speedway. Cale swings high, making sure he gets in no trouble. Richard Petty really pushing. He's about eight, nine car lengths back, but there is no way as Cale Yarborough screams down to you, gets fired. Cale Yarborough has won it, and Petty made a valiant effort on a three and four, and he closed within one picked up in three or four, but there was no way of catching Cale Yarbrough getting his fourth Grand National victory of 1972, and at the same time coming up with or 1973, coming up with his first victory in his career here at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Cale Yarbrough victorious today. It's the first time in the World 600 or the National 500 that he has claimed victory lane. Cale Yarbrough eases down toward the victory circle. The 330-lap rundown is in. Four more laps would make it the 500-mile route. 
and all of a sudden that crowd is gaining by leaps and bounds down there in Victory Circle as it always does when it's over. Richard Petty's car being retired to the garage area again. Still, Richard has never tasted victory here. And that must be kind of a, not really a bitter pill for him because Richard Petty isn't that kind of a guy to be bitter. But for sure, he must feel there's something about Charlotte that is utterly unique. He's won everywhere, but this one just doesn't go his way. We're going down to victory lane shortly as Cale Yarborough, the car care Chevrolet of Timmonsville, South Carolina, the great Junior Johnson crew with record-breaking pit stops today for this fine crew. Herb Nab and Turkey Mitten Company doing just a great job. Get themselves a team victory. And for Junior Johnson, this is a great moment, giving Kelly Yarborough an opportunity to taste the fruits of victory at this tremendous mile-and-a-half speedway at Charlotte, North Carolina. The average speed for the race is a new record today. Kelly Yarborough at 145.24 miles per hour. It is a new 500-mile record at the Charlotte Motor Speedway here in North Carolina. Ken, I've got Kale right now here in Directory Lane. He just climbed out of the car amid the flashes of dozens of photographic bulbs, and he has been greeted by all his crew. He's hugging her Neb around the neck right now. And uh, Kale, a tremendous race. Were you were you concerned toward the end whether you could catch Richard or not? Well, I was concerned. I really didn't know. Uh, I thought we had a lap on him at one time, but Herb Neb had the car handling so good it was just fantastic. And all I did was stood on it, and we finally caught him and passed him. And, I tell you, it was just a, it was a good race all day. I got the crew to thank for, for getting us in and out, Charlie. There was so many people did so, such a good job. The Aveline Oil Company and Riga Ride, and especially Winston for doing all this for us. I just want to thank everybody. Goodyear Tires and everybody. Have you thought about the fact that you picked up so much lap money today? And I don't know exactly how much at this point, but you were trying to run out front all day, and apparently you were faster than anybody else most all day. Well, we came here to run out front. I think Richard was just probably as fast as I was till I got his tires good and hot. But uh, this car care Chevrolet just ran like a champ all day, and we didn't have any problems. But uh, Richard was running real strong. Have you thought about the fact that this is your first win here at Charlotte? Well, I sure have. Uh, I was thinking about it all day. I was wondering if it was going to be possible, but everything went good. Okay, let me talk to Herb Nab here. Uh, Herb, come on over here and let, let me see what you have to say about the car and about the way it performed. And uh, what did you do to it that made it run faster after qualifying? Well, the car I worked on the handling some more, and uh, Kale kind of goofed a little bit. I mean, he admitted he goofed a little bit when he qualified. He said he took it in a little bit too hard and got it to pushing and slowed us down a little bit. But I think uh, it had been close for the pole, but it was close anyway. And uh, I'm just happy everything worked out the way it did. And I want to thank all the crew and Junior and uh, Chevrolet having a good car. And I uh, want to thank Goodyear and Jerry Bear and, and uh, Yates, boy that builds our engines. And I just want to thank everybody just a whole lot. And uh, just as happy as I ever won my first victory. Did you have any problems in the pits or with the car during the race? No, we didn't have a bit of trouble all day. We had one tire that wore out on the left rear, wore out when we made the four-tire change. And uh, he had slowed down a little bit. We knew there were some problems, so we pulled him in and changed all four tires. Okay, Herb, thanks very much. Let me see what Junior has to say. Junior was, uh, was a gas man earlier in the race, and then he became a tire man. Junior, your eyes okay? We understand you got gas in your eyes. Yeah, me and the other boy that fills in for me both got gas in our eyes. Uh, he did when I was changing tires. Uh, he alternates with me. When I change tires, he gases, and all the other times I do it. But uh, everything went real smooth for us. We just just had a tremendous day. You'll have enough money to buy a lot of lotion for the eyes anyway. Well, maybe this will pay some of the bad luck we had first of the year. Very good. And uh, 
what about the rest of the crew? They all work together. You had some tremendously fast pit stops today. Well, we got a real good crew if we can keep them all together. Bobby Anderson, Herb, and Jerry Byron. Uh, of course, uh, Robert Yates and Turkey Minton and myself does most all of the pit work on it, but that's lacks a long shot being where the car is prepared at. We got some boys back in the shop, Bill Allman and uh, Lee Reard and, and uh, Roger Grigg and them guys. Uh, they do a tremendous shot job there, and that's what makes us successful here. Okay, that's Junior Johnson, and he is the man who masterminds the car that Cale Yarborough drove to victory here today in the National 500. The final standings upcoming here in just a moment, and uh, we'll have them for you. Here's a note. Car number 71 left the race at 228 laps. Chief Mechanic Harry Hyde has refused to permit NASCAR inspectors to check the carburetor plate. Hyde gave no explanation for the car leaving the race, and the car was driven from the garage area. Uh, car number 71, driven by Buddy Baker, has been disqualified for the refusal to permit an inspection of the carburetor restrictor plate. An announcement has been made at the driver's meeting this morning that all cars would be inspected as they left the race or they would be subject to disqualification. Uh, drivers were also advised that no prize money would be awarded in the event of a disqualification, and the report is that every car leaving the race up to this time has been inspected, including the wrecked cars of Charlie Glotzbach and David Pearson, which are in that very bad crash in turn four. If you joined us late, the Pirolator Mercury of David Pearson and the Pylon Wiper Blade car of Charlie Glotzbach were in collision at over 150 miles per hour at turn four and were demolished. A terrible wreck. Both drivers all right. Uh, we want to report, too, that Red Farmer was injured here yesterday, and I think he'll be in the hospital in Charlotte for a while longer, and you folks uh, might want to send him a card. The old redhead that was four-time national sportsman champion and one of the finest guys I know in the game from down Alabama way, uh, got in the wall a little yesterday and was injured here at this racetrack, and for sure we all hope he's on the mend real soon. I, I'm probably, he's listening this afternoon, Red uh, I know your car w was around for uh, racing today. We sure wish you were here to be in this event. Ladies and gentlemen, here are the standings for the top 10 positions for 500 miles of racing today at the Charlotte Motor Speedway in the National 500. A new record established by Kelly Arborough of 145.240 miles per hour. The old mark was 135.324 by Charlie Glotzbach in 1968. A real record-shattering day for Timmonsville, South Carolina's Cale Yarborough. Second was Richard Petty in the STP Dodge today. He was in the same lap and closing. He was within half a second at the finish of the winner, Cale Yarborough. Third, a lap back was Bobby Allison. Finishing fourth was Benny Parsons. Fifth was Dick Trickle from Wisconsin Rapids, Wisconsin. What an outstanding race this young man drove. Six was Lenny Pond from Virginia as he closes in in that battle with Darrell Waltrip for Rookie of the Year. Seventh was Buddy Arrington. Eighth was Elmo Langley. Ninth was Cecil Gordon. And placing tenth today was the car number 19. Unofficially, that would be Henley Gray of Rome, Georgia. Motor Racing Network Classics is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.